Hi, everybody. Some ways to stay in touch with us is through Untapped and Twitter as Craft Beer Comics, and Instagram and Facebook as Craft Beer and Comics. If you want to support us financially, head on over to patreon.com slash craftbeerandcomics and check out all the levels of support and the perks. Now enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. My name is Chad Terry, and I'm the consumer. My name is Jason Smith, and I'm the assistant manager here at Astro Zombies. This is Chris Lozek. I'm also a manager at Astro Zombies right here. And we'd like to welcome you to Craft Beer and Comics, a podcast. A podcast. Oh, that was a crispy one. Yeah. Sounded delicious. I have a friend who listens to the podcast occasionally, um, and he skips that part because he he hates it. The sound of the 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 can opening because it gives him the it gives him the ASMR tingles. Oh Oh, wow! And he hates that. (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. ASMR tingles like some people. It's like you either you like some people don't really even experience them, right? And then the people who, and then the people who do, you either like lo- you either like it, like it relaxes you or has other effects on you, or you or you hate it. <laughs> uh, what is it? Auditory. I forget. I forget. Sensory what the, receptor. Something like something that. But it's M. it's a oh motion. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, I forget what the uh, what the acronym is, but essentially what it is is your brain reacting in a certain way to auditory to auditory stimulation. And so there are huh. YouTube channels where that's literally all they do is they'll like they'll get these really sensitive mics, autonomous sensory meridian response. There it goes. Um what? <laughs> yeah. And they'll do things like they'll like crunch chips into the microphone or something like really close or they'll like i've seen them where they're like you know this girl gives you a haircut and it'll be like like she's like clipping like she's like clipping like scissors like on next to the the microphone and the whole thing's designed to uh give you that give you the senses yeah give you that the feels those tinglies well you guys if you're if you're on facebook you should or write in or let us know if we're we're doing that to you because <laughs> yeah. I, I apologize yeah. but I don't know it it's kind of a sound it can because well, we like it like we like the idea of of doing it yeah <laughs> yeah it's probably what we do yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but, but to know that somebody else is cringing yeah so I apologize I mean it's a he just hits the the skip thing right he's like, ready for it and you know. mm-hmm. <laughs> that's good well <laughs> okay. here we go cheers guys cheers. let's <laughs> go ahead and taste this beer here so what are we drinking today Chad stout so this is mm-hmm. Switch Stance Stout uh, nice. from Palmer Brewery. It's 6.5%. And Man, compared to that Imperial Stout I've been drinking, this goes down a lot smoother. <laughs> it, it is a smooth stout for yeah. sure. Yeah, and we've talked about uh, Palmer's beers a lot as you know he's been the sponsor for, for a while now uh, with all the missed shows and stuff like that. He's still sponsoring us. Um which is which is fantastic, and I we like really to, appreciate it. I like yeah, to think it's because he likes us, but I, th- I think that's part of it. I think that he, you know, he believes in what we're doing, and he enjoys us and our company, and and he enjoys the show. So yeah, it was great having great. him on the show. It's uh, it's a bummer that we haven't had him for these last two weeks, but right, and we'll get him back. It was as, good to have Steve last week, but so if you want to, you know, help out, help out Palmer, help out our sponsor, go go over to Palmer Brewery. Uh, you got Left Turn Distillery right in there. You can pick up those those kits that has everything down to the glass like we were talking about um 
And it, and his beers, the beers are just they're great yeah. across the yeah. board. He does a great job. Every single beer is fantastic, and like you can tell that it's like we were t- saying last week, a craft beer where he puts the craft into the beer. It's not just you know whipped together to make the money. You, know, you can you can taste the love, yeah, so to speak. Hundred percent. Taste the love. That should be a slogan. <laughs> Probably not. No, let's not go with that <laughs> slogan. <laughs> I Why actually regretted said it. It, saying it as soon as I did. I was like, yeah. <laughs> So this beer, it's funny, this beer, he, um, on the board, it's written that it's a 5.6%, uh, but this is actually 6.5%. It seems low first out. Yeah, a little bit, but he, he was saying that it's actually- or the, the 5%. The yeah. 5% is yeah. right. And the he's saying that the higher percentage ones, they're actually called export stouts. And they make them higher ABV so that they last during shipment. Yeah, that makes sense. I was like, oh. Yeah, I, I mentioned that on last week's show. I so wonder. I will say something. If you've <laughs> ever had Guinness, you know, Guinness is a super smooth stout. Mm-hmm. Not the extra stout, just the regular, the draft. Yeah. Um, It has a very low alcohol content. It's like Budweiser, just a little bit above yeah, Budweiser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very low. So, you know, I, I remember when I first turned 21, I was working at the bar, and we were all about drinking Guinness because... We're, we're men, we're, we're men. Guinness, and <laughs> yeah. toxic masculinity, blah. <laughs> and it turns out, you know, no wonder I can drink so much of it, because I might as well drink Budweiser. Yeah. So the Guinness... The flavor. Interesting thing about Guinness is the Guinness that we get here isn't the Guinness that, that they drink in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Or it's, it's too Ireland, expensive right? to ship it or over. Scotland? Ireland. Ireland, yeah. yeah. Um, so, if, but if you drink, if you get Guinness Extra Stout... That's closer to what right. what they. And most people don't like the extra stout. I do. I do too. <laughs> but I used to drink the crap out of the draft and the cans oh, yeah, with, yeah. The, oh, with the little yeah nitro. I love beer on nitro. Yeah, Doesn't matter if it's good. a stout or a red or an IPA. Left hands I like it. Left hand brewings milk nitro stout. stout. Mm-hmm. It, the, their nitro milk yeah. stout is one of my favorite beers. Is it? I love that beer. It's a good beer. Yeah, been drinking that for a few years. Cool. Have you ever um, gone to a tap where they have where they have nitro, mm-hmm. or gone to a, where they have nitro beers on tap? I have. Yeah. It's once. super cool. I never pay attention. I didn't drink what they had. They do nitro. If if I remember correctly, they do it upside down, right? Like it's, or maybe I'm thinking of something else. I think you're thinking of something else, or they had some sort of a special something. Um, it's fancy because it's it's like a smaller nozzle. Yeah, and it you just pour it straight down into it but you have to let it settle out to get mm-hmm. the head down but it's and so like, it takes a little longer to get that beer yeah. to your table just, so, just for that so back in the day when I this is also when I first turned 21 Joe Carrera was over off Vassar right there um, they used to have Murphy's draft on on, on tap mm-hmm. and it was room temperature just oh cool because that's oh, yeah. how it was supposed yeah. to be drink I didn't drink very much of it but we, I would get one when I would go there just to live that life you know to to, 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 to pretend you were in yeah. Europe for a minute. Yeah, I'm yeah. in Europe, and I'm drinking warm beer. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I like, um, what are those called? Uh, the ones that they keep at room temperature, and it's, so essentially it's like flat. And so they're pouring it out through this this handle that's like pressurized mm-hmm. as you're like a well. You know oh, what okay. I mean? Um, not everybody does that. It, it got a little popular for a minute, but I forget what it was called. I it's like cask. it's like oh, okay. cask. it's like fountain soda, like where it's it's syrup and then they mix it with the carbonated water in the, <laughs> right, in the fountain. Yeah. yeah. Well, not really, because like I said, like it comes out flat. It's like similar. it's just it's yeah. Listen, Chad, but, it's similar. Okay, right, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, so if you do, if you go to Palmer's, 
like they've got uh, obviously you can't stay in right now but you can you can go to him wednesday or friday between 3 p.m and 8 p.m like i said you can get stuff that's from left turn distillery uh or you can get the beers in crowlers that's what we're drinking right here it's a big it's a little bigger but we're we're splitting it's it. a big old can. it's like the it's like the foster's can but a little bit thinner and a little bit taller yeah what are these i think 32 ounces yeah um be careful pouring them they're a little hard to pour they are so what he means is he's there. perfect and he made no mistakes <laughs> that's right we definitely didn't spill a little bit a little bit of beer yeah a bit of beer but I, I, pl- I actually plan on getting, like I was saying, I plan on getting one of those kits for the... Um, Cocktails? Uh, cocktail kit. For the cocktail kit. Mm-hmm. Um, the Old Fashioned. Old Fashions are one of my favorite, and I was just looking at them, and like, they've got that simple syrup in there and all that stuff. Do you use uh, orange in your Old Fashioned? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Orange. Because I know some people do and some people don't. Yeah, orange and black cherry. And in my opinion, it's about actually muddling it in the glass rather than just being all like, oh, it's in there. Like yeah, like well yeah. The, when you muddle it, it 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 brings out a different flavor, you know. Right. I'm gonna yeah. have to go check one of those out too because it's sort of a low stakes, lower stakes way to kind of try out a cocktail that maybe you haven't done before. Yeah. Because we were talking about this a little bit before a podcast, but I generally don't order cocktails because I don't really know them very well, and so I don't want to order something that I don't like that costs me like twelve dollars. Get a slippery nibble, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, kind of gross actually. There are I mean, a couple cocktails I enjoy. Like I enjoy a mojito and yeah, I think they yeah. have a mojito kit that's that's ready. But I think what it was so in the mojitos, it's very important that you muddle and like disrupt the that the mint. The leaf. mint, yeah, yeah. 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 But they had somebody came in or somebody called when I was there picking up the beer, and uh, they were asking about the kits or whatever. And he was talking about go on to Left Turn Distilling's Facebook page message them there and they can put a kit together for you like they've got a couple that are already set up but if you if you want something specific you don't just want to walk in and hope that what you want is there like you can special order it and that way you have exactly what you want so so and i believe we may have talked with palmer about this before but left turn brewery is it because you made a left turn at albuquerque is that the deal i think so that's, it's that's a left turn, left turn distillery, but right, right. Yeah. That's what I meant. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I think it, I think there's a, a joke left turn in there. Albuquerque, and that's yeah. I get that. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. I don't know why there's not more Bugs Bunny stuff around here because we got the Duke everywhere. But it's well, prob- I mean, well, I mean that was a Duke City baseball. Right. That was a baseball mascot too that people loved. So the Duke. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, it was named after Coronado because he's yeah. the one who first first no, first the, stole it. It's the Duke of <laughs> Albuquerque. The Duke of Albuquerque. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, I, I could have sworn it was Coronado. Well, Coronado may have, like, he came through, found it or whatever, but they named it after the Duke of Albuquerque. Okay, okay. Yeah. Has an extra R in there. Albuquerque. Yep. Albuquerque. Yeah. That's very quirky. Alber. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast Craft Beer Comics and History, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, <laughs> probably okay shitty history, too, because I think <laughs> I'm wrong. <laughs> right. I mean, if we're going to talk about history, I'll do a little bit of homework, but. Right, yeah. I, that guy doesn't really need to. I'm pretty sure you are pretty me. Well I mean, versed in I history. I mean, it's what I was studying to teach before I decided not to do that anymore. Oh, um, okay. Any specific like focus or just kind of general history? I was focusing on American history because okay. I wanted to teach. Because like, you didn't want to go back more than 400 years. Well, it was more like it was actually more 
strategic about like the age group of kids I wanted to teach because American history in high school is generally like a junior senior thing. Yeah. And so I wanted to teach like the older kids. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cause I kind of, cause I kind of figured that by then the ones that really don't want to be there have kind of already dropped out. So (laughs) that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I will say my senior year teacher, John Rasick, uh, one of my favorite teachers, he was, he was strict, but the way he taught really helped me learn. And it was the one A I got my senior year. Oh, was history, just because of the way he taught, you know, and and sometimes that'll make or break. It, it really uh, class. is. You, you if know, your teacher some... sucks. The class sucks. Right, <laughs> and there are some teachers out there. I apologize, teachers, but there are some teachers out there that just they can't teach anybody or they don't want to anymore. Well, the job, the right. job isn't for everyone. Right, exactly. And, and not only that, but I mean, they don't make it worth your while anymore. It's not right? lucrative, that's for sure. Right. No, it's it's difficult. Terrible. Yeah, we they don't. They don't get paid enough to deal with the crap that they deal with. And Not at all. I, I, I know that work. for a fact because I was a student once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I was worse those teachers than they deserved. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's just the, the crap that they're getting from students. They get tons of crap from up, up on high, too. Yeah. Like, uh, my mom is a teacher, and I, uh, every day she's talk, talk, telling me about all this crap that they're just piling on teachers plates right now especially oh i bet right right now now, yeah yeah and so (laughs) she said to like have a converse like her and the other teacher like the other fourth grade teachers that she works with had to sort of band together and be like listen we can't take anymore (laughs) (laughs) yeah there aren't enough hours in the day to deal to figure this stuff out to do what you're wanting us to do and teach well Right. <laughs> like that's and that's the most important part of that job is teaching well. It yeah. surprises me that we don't put more into that because it's the future, you know? Yeah. We if all the kids grow up stupid, guess what? We're all screwed. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's gonna be difficult with the, the current climate as well, you know? It'll be interesting to see what that gap does this however long it's gonna be and how they had it it's really interesting to me how you know, some people are like, they think it's super easy. And it's just, oh, just get on your computer. You can figure it out or whatever. But it's it's very difficult to, to change how you're taught, right? right. How, how you're interpreting the things. It's also very difficult to change how you teach. Like, right, you, exactly. You, you have to get your... You, your teaching plan down to like a well-oiled machine. It right. takes you a couple of years to figure it out. And then once you get there... You can kind of follow the same path, and with little changes here and there based on like what they make you change or whatever. But this is the, and but this is a whole other thing, and it just got dropped on teachers, and they had to, they're having to figure it out as they go. Yeah, and it's it's very difficult, <laughs> and they like I said they don't get paid enough to. They to, have it for a while. Yeah, right. this is just more of that. Even the even the states in in the U.S. that pay teachers better i don't think i don't think i still don't think it's enough where it should be you're treated as a glorified babysitter parents are like oh cool yeah take care of my kid while i'm at work and making money a lot of times and teach them how to be a person because i'm too busy and that's not you know that's it's crazy that we don't put more into the the school system knowing that you know do we want our kids to grow up monsters or productive members of society and if we don't put any money into the bottom end then the top end is not going to come out the way we want it to yeah so teachers we applaud you yay three of my four grandparents were teachers oh nice music teachers and other my sister's a teacher 
one of my sisters is a teacher. Um, so I wanted to, I, I did want to kind of touch on last, last week's episode. Um, we're kind of releasing it. We recorded for four hours <laughs> and, uh, it, it got a little wonky and kind of off the rails a little bit. Tur- turns out recording in a place that we basically had free run of the taps <laughs> was, uh, not a good idea. It was a great, was idea, a great idea, but <laughs> not, not, not was executed perfectly by, by some of us. Chad. Not a, not a, con- not conducive to a uh, cohesive podcast. Right. So, and what I, what I plan on doing with it is, we you were know, drunk guys. That's what we're trying to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trying to say, uh, so what I'm planning on doing is I'm I'm going through kind of editing it, um, and when we have these times, you know, over Christmas I'm going to be gone. I'll be out of town. We can release stuff then. So we're using that as kind of filler stuff, filler. but not filler. It's still good stuff. Um, so I hope you guys understand, and I hope you guys enjoy as it comes out. There will be mentionings of comic books that are Old. already out and right. a little older. So basically because mind. you're going to be on set outside of New Mexico, there will be moments like the last month or so where right. we didn't record. So we'll be putting some of that out. Right. So, so that at so, least we have something. So there's something coming out still. Yeah. yeah. So we've got some, some, uh, like backfill basically. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And it's fun. And, and it was, just keep it was, in mind that, that, that one was a blast guys. <laughs> it was, like it was so much fun. To do, and we really appreciate. <laughs> we don't know how it is to listen. <laughs> right, it could be terrible to listen to, but we had a blast doing it. Thank you so much, Stevo Ex Novo. Um, you guys have been amazing since the beginning, and it was really sure. cool to get uh, Stevo on with all the new equipment and everything. So we aren't just like huddled around one microphone, like shouting into one microphone, <laughs> touching. <Yeah>. Right, but <laughs> now we're definitely six feet apart. We are now. Yeah, we yeah. have these cords are. There's are, a table between us. Yeah. 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 So, tell me about so, the shop. You guys, Christmas is coming up. Yeah, um, there's you, nine. Actually, there's eight shopping days left. Now. Eight shopping days left. As so, by the time this comes out, there will be six. six? Yeah, because we're recording on Wednesday the 16th. Yeah. So, there will be six shopping days left. We're going to be having some big sales on Saturday. We did this last Saturday, and it was huge. Cool. And so, we'll be doing the same sales. So, if you were here before, you will know what to expect. So, that's exciting. It's uh, worth your while to come in. There's some good sales. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you've had some had your eye on something on our uh, on our top shelf stuff, like that Avengers with the first appearance of Thanos in the Avengers. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought you were going to bring up that uh, annual ten first Rogue and Mystique. That, that is good that's a good two. No one's good uh, two. First, a couple. I got the first Rogue. It's not the first Mystique in that, is it? I thought so. No, Mystique so is in Miss Marvel. I've is got it? the I've got that okay, one. Okay, yeah. cool. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you having comics. Sorry. <laughs> this it's, guy's it, got like a, a key, like a real key. That freaking first Galactus is oh, yeah. amazing. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. Like, it, it's really funny when we do start talking about like the older stuff and we talk about first appearances and those key issues. I'm all, like, and I'm all like, oh, yeah, I got that one. Oh, yeah, I've got that one. <laughs> and, 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 oh, no, you're not talking about it. It is the first rogue, and I do have that one. But also Mystique is in a different one, and I've got that one. <laughs> I like, I start to feel like, like an asshole. Like, yeah, like I don't know if I'm gloating I mean, or what I'm no. doing. But so here's like, the thing. I mean, with comic books, it's kind of that's kind of what you do. Yeah, no, right? absolutely. You're showing it's, off your it's collection. It's a show off a little bit. I mean, and it's difficult with comic books because if you're smart, all your comic books are in the closet. Right. Right. Like, they're not yeah. getting sun damaged right. or water damage. There's no yeah. sun going to those things. So if you're smart, yeah. that's the case. So when you know people are like, "Hey, you want to see my comic book collection?" Let's go into my closet. And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> because 
that's just how it is. You know, right. I mean, comic books. It's like looking at a baseball card collection. Yeah, like oh yeah, <laughs> I'm just sure. gonna flip for hours through like through these cards. Yeah. Here's my Don Russ '91 uh, full set. Oh, cool. I don't want to look at that. <laughs> Some <laughs> people do. Like, sure. I mean, cool. Bro. You know what's in there, though. Can we play video every games player? <laughs> every player is in that set. And then maybe the rookie card set. And yeah, but do you have those stats memorized? So you look on the back and boom, you got it. Why would I fill my brain with the stats of players? I'm just saying, <laughs> I think that that's a perfectly acceptable. It's well, not for me. Yeah, 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 I think it's perfectly acceptable, though. Yeah, because guys who do that ask why you fill your head with oh, comic yeah. book key Oh, absolutely. And right. I'm not like, lo- how that's did not I know Mystique yeah. is in a different one? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, it's even harder in a bit to be a baseball or football card collector. Because you're like, oh, yeah, I have no idea what's in there. It's just that's, you know, right. that's the whole uh, it's upper deck rookie set from 94. I don't know. I don't know who was yeah. playing. And then on top of just knowing the, the baseball history, and then you also have to know, like, what cards are which set. And, you know, there's, I feel like that's right. double the information. Yeah, there's there's a lot. Um, and, and, you know, we're nerds about comic books, and just like there's nerds about that. We have a regular Joseph... And he comes in, and he's he's super knowledgeable on the sports. Yeah, he is. And he's super knowledgeable on the comics. It's, and it's he, one of those things. And he just talks about it and talks about it, and my eyes glaze over. And uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> well, that's actually, um, you kind of bring up a good point, because you're talking about a different type of collection. You're talking about baseball cards, football mm-hmm. cards, all that yeah. stuff, which I, I don't believe you have any of that. Maybe if you do, you have uh, a We couple, have like a, a set of baseball cards over there, the little mini baseball cards, but at home I have tons. You know, right. it's not, I did that. But you do have records in here. Yeah. You know, a ton of records. And, and right now record collecting is Pretty big. is also a, a collection just like comic books or cards or anything yeah, like absolutely. that. Yeah, absolutely. So now, if, if, and I don't know that we've mentioned it a whole lot, but. I mean, if you want to talk more about that in case people are interested. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, you know, music is a big thing. And Never this store... Wait, what? Never heard of it. What's music? It's a thing. It's a thing that keeps people from killing each other. <laughs> uh, I can't tell you how many times, like, a good song has saved my life and or kept me out of jail. <laughs> You're like, I'll murder everybody right now. Oh, it's the far side. So, we sell vinyl, and or AKA records, or wax... Wax. I haven't heard that one. Yeah, I mean, it's they don't make them with wax anymore. They don't make them with wax now. Okay, but it's it's just a it's just a slang term. It's like if you call it graded, yeah, like floppies, or you call it graded comic slabbed. Yeah, you know, okay, it's just another (laughs) term. One of the things that I always, one of the terms I always use that I forget that people don't necessarily know is like it's a trade paperback, right? Yeah, and comics are comics are collected in a trade paperbacks. And so I'll just say, oh, we have the trade for that over here. And they're like, what? What's a trade? What uh, I, I didn't trade. bring I anything in to trade yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do the same thing. Yeah. It's a graphic novel. I just always forget that sometimes I forget that not everybody knows the lingo, you know? Yeah. All trades are graphic novels, but not all graphic novels are trades. True. Correct. Some are hardcovers. Yeah. 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 Well, and some of them are standalone. They don't have single issues, so it's not a yeah. trade. Um, original graphic novels or OGNs. OGNs. And that means it wasn't released in floppy. Yep. It's, yeah, it yeah. came out solely in that premium format. You know, like The Killing Joke would be one of the, a perfect example Ooh, of we that. We just had a really cool OGN come out today, the Ed Brubaker one. Um, oh, yeah. Reckless. Yeah, Reckless. 
And if you aren't familiar with it, Brubaker, he's the one that does Criminal. It's kind of a he's a hard-boiled writer style. Yeah. yeah, and before he started doing that stuff, he was writing for Marvel, and he's the guy who kind of came up with the whole Winter Soldier aspect. So we yeah. wouldn't have had that awesome movie without his work. And if you think about it, it's very crime noir, you know, the Winter Soldier. And oh, the yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, there's a superhero aspect taken from the pages of Captain America. It's very, um, his run on... His run on Captain America was was pretty long, and it it very much was like spy thriller. That he wrote Captain America like Which a spy thriller. So, needless to say, we've got a ton of records here. Almost every genre you can think of, um, as far as punk rock is what we specialize in. But we got a ton of metal, a ton of hip hop. We got a killer jazz section, killer blues section. Did I mention punk rock because we got a lot of punk rock. Oh, and that that is some Ramones I'm looking at over there. That's actually a puzzle, but yes. Okay. Ramones yeah. puzzle. Well, but we do have Ramones records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just what you're imagine. looking at is a Ramones record. I mean, a Ramones puzzle. Okay. I actually got that record for Christmas from my wife, and it was bought here oh. before I worked here. Nice. That's yeah, cool. the original press of that Road, for, Road to Ruin Ramones record, which oh, wow. it's like one of my my gems. Okay. I have my Sex Pistols collection, which is massive, and there's some ridiculous stuff in there. And I've got some harder to find Beastie Boys, and but that Ramones record is one of my favorites just because- you don't see those very often. And so it's nice. Needless to say, we used to be a comic book store, and then right next door, Damaged Goods was the record store. And then over time, people stopped buying records as much, and so we shut down that store and became just the comic book toy store that you know. And we had some records on the bottom shelf here, and people would shop it rarely. You know, in the early 2000s, nobody was buying CDs or tapes or records or anything tactile. The yeah. time, of, and, the time of the iPod. Yeah. Right, yeah, absolutely. And they yeah. were trying to do comics dirty, too, as far as, you know, we're going digital format and here's all this stuff. Thank God it didn't last. Um, I still find the digital format for music is convenient, you know, because you it can't is. bring your vinyl with you on the road trip. No. It would be stupid. Yeah. Because it skips and <laughs> scratches and then in the heat it'll melt. It'll melt. Right. It's yeah. very much a... I'm sitting at home and I'm going to listen to music kind right, of thing. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Because I have to get moment. up in yeah. 10 minutes to flip it. <laughs> and, and that is definitely the problem with vinyl. Uh, there's an answer to that, though. It's called a jukebox, but it yeah. only plays 45s. And most 45s aren't made like that anymore either. Didn't they make record players that would flip the full-size they, one? They are out there. Yeah. Um, I have a turntable at home, and we have one for sale here as well that has a repeat option. Oh, but cool. It just so repeats the, needle the first half. Just go back to the start. Right, exactly. That's and not so bad. So Techniques though. has a turntable that does that. Because I mean, if you're listening to like Dark Side of the Moon, you have it on repeat, and you'll get to a point where you can't get up to flip it. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> There's actually no no Dark Side of the Moon. It's all dark. Do you it's remember they used to? They there was a point where they started making cassette players that would flip over on their own. Yeah, auto reverse. Yeah, I remember the first time Thank I saw that. Thank God when I was for a those, kid. man. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. Yeah, that's the major. They also <laughs> made a, and this is rare, but they made a tape deck that you could skip tracks. Oh, I vaguely remember that. So they weren't they weren't track marked like a CD. Yeah. But it would read the silence. So yeah. as soon as it's silent, it would it would play. It'd start playing again. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They didn't. They. I only experienced it once in my life, and it didn't work well. But okay, yeah, because if you've because, got something that brings it down, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, here we are. No, no, <laughs> in the middle no, of something, boom. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, well, okay. Crazy. Did you guys ever, like, listen to the radio with the, like, blank tape and the thing, and just, like, waiting That's for That's how us? I started. 
yeah, just yeah, like waiting absolutely. for a song to come on, and then like you scramble across your room and hit record for. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I would yeah, sit yeah, there in the elementary song. school, and as soon as the song was about to end, I would just hit record in hopes that the 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 song that I wanted would be on. And if it wasn't, just I just rewind it. Yeah. However, I realized very quickly. Yeah. That I didn't have to do that because it was going to be on in the next hour anyways. So why? That's actually why I got into punk rock was radio was garbage. Yeah. I was listening to Wang Chung. Everybody wants to have fun tonight over and over and over. <laughs> Nothing and wrong like, with that song. Uh, we all uh, want everybody a Wang wants Chung. that song to stop playing. What does that mean? <laughs> what does it mean? It, it means what he said. Everybody Wang Chung. Everybody have fun. Wang Chung means have fun. Does it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just learned something, guys. That's hey, terribly unimportant. I'm, I'm telling you, this Next podcast you is try to, educational, ladies right? and gentlemen. You're learning stuff. You don't, drop your college classes and just listen to our podcast. Yeah, don't do I that. would guys, advise against that, that yeah. as well. Yeah. What? Okay. <laughs> just listen to us in in tandem with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, unless you want your uh, your major to be in just stupid conversation. Or just yeah. share the podcast with your classmates. That's a possibility. You should do that. You should Tell absolutely share it. Stop teaching teacher. this. Yeah. And start teaching this. Start <laughs> teaching <laughs> craft beer and comics. <laughs> craft beer and comics. What's it about? Um, um, <laughs> it's like, this is a freshman craft? class. No one in here is old enough to drink. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> craft beer and comics 101. <laughs> We're what you will teach be able you about to do it all eventually. First, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so we'll teach you about it, and by the time you get turn twenty one, you won't think it's cool because you learned about it in school. <laughs> so right? you'll be like, oh, I don't no. want to drink. <laughs> um, besides the records, uh, we've got a ton of new Legos. We got a big, huge Lego collection today. Uh, I guess I should say a shipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a okay. collection. It was a shipment of brand of new newer Legos. Legos. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. we got a whole bunch of D&D books, too. So We are fully stocked in the D&D oh, action, yeah. including the, the, the new newer one. D&D books? Yeah, all yeah, of them. We just got version the new, 5. Yeah. And we got the new one in, too, that was uh, hard to get for a while. Uh, Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. It's a, new, it's a new source book. Okay. The last few books that have come out have been, like, campaigns. And this one's the first like source book in a while, so so it sold like crazy. So we were able to get a handful more. Yeah, and they're already selling like crazy. We've had several people come in asking for the book when we were already sold out because we sold out on day one. Oh wow! So hopefully yeah. they either see the Instagram posts or the listen to this podcast to know that that it's back for a limited time. Come on like down to make here a rib. to find it. And then um, I also wanted to mention on the on the D and D book thing, uh, we were actually. We got a bunch of the core rule books in. So if you're not familiar with what that means, it's the three books that are considered the core D&D rule books are the Player's Handbook, the Dungeon Master's Guide, and the Monster Manual. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking to to uh, start a campaign, you kind of need those to really build a campaign as a Dungeon Master. Yeah. So uh, if you come in and you grab all three of those books, you're going to get 10% off of the of all three of them. So yeah, a little, oh, a little nice. set discount. Yep, a little set they're, discount. Because they're expensive. They are, like, they, we, don't, yeah. we, we don't upcharge. We sell it for cover. Yeah, yeah we sell them for it's cover. It's got the cover right on right, it. And right. Yeah. Yeah, and I always remember those books being expensive. But when you, I mean, it's a one-time purchase kind of thing. Yeah. The Each individual book. That's why they make multiple different books. They have a new source book, like you're saying. And I think 5th edition is here for... It's already, it's it's already why like five years old at this point, and I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. I don't see why they would change it. I mean, like it's almost perfected, you know. The only reason that that we have we got fifth edition so quickly is because people hated four E so much. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I didn't. It's difficult. Play, it's I very. Don't know if I played it, it's too very much, rules but. heavy, and uh, combat is very 
clunky. Yeah, combat is very difficult to navigate. Okay. Which is crazy because I'm throwing my dagger at you. I right. rolled a 10. Yeah. and You missed. <laughs> you missed. <laughs> You're like, okay. <laughs> I, I do like when they went away from... So we're going we're gonna to get deep into D&D here for a second. But I, I do like once they... I forget what edition when they moved forward and they got rid of the Thacko. So Thacko was two hit armor class zero. Okay. And so you would have to do a calculation of what their armor class is. Mm-hmm. And the Thacko, your Thacko... To hit armor class zero is, let's say, it's a ten, right? That had to have been pretty early because mm-hmm. like AD and yeah. D, like yeah, it's playing. in AD and D and second edition and all that stuff. Okay, okay, because um, I think the first time I ever played D and D, I think we played three point five. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, I am so far behind. I've played one and AD and D, and I've never played anything yeah. since. I've not. I oh, haven't yeah. played new stuff. I've played, yeah, it like that, be, that's it the can same. Be tough to find people to play Dungeons and Dragons with, and yeah. then. And then have it consistent. A, yeah, my favorite role playing game you know? was the Turnage Mini Ninja Turtles role playing game. That was so it, much it, fun. Oh, it was, it, my, my the most fun I had was making the characters. Uh, right. You know, yeah, like, yeah. like rolling, and but it would be so much garbage. Like, okay, cool, I'm gonna make a tank. You roll ones on strength. You're like, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> ones on damage. You're like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. All right, I guess what he's a squishy mage. I have a so I, I run a D and D campaign, and one of my players. I, I gave them the choice to either do like a value value choosing thing for their character stats or to like roll for their stats. And they and they had to either they had to, they had to either all do one or all do the other and they chose okay. to roll their stats. And one of my players so, one of my players rolled so ridiculously well that his character is just broken. He's just walking so, around like these are my guys behind me. Yeah, basically <laughs> his character is so it's so hard for me to to hit his character with any sort of attacks from from monsters. And so I... They just had, sent him in the front the whole time. They're like, cool, we're going to stand back and send Joey. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> Good old Joey. I have to... I like, I have to... Because I'm using a module to run the game because this is my first time, like, DMing, like, a campaign. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, I had run a couple one-shots or something before. But... So I'm using a module so that it's like so I don't have to spend a whole bunch of time sitting down and figuring out, but I have to like beef up the, the combat encounters, <laughs> the, the, the monsters. You have to yeah. make them stronger, or I have to like throw you have the technology, or I have to throw more monsters in the in the in the uh, right. There were going to be five encounter. goblins. Now there's and ten. Now there's ten. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and my everybody's players. dying around this guy, and he's and, just like what? <laughs> and last time they fought was sort of a, like a like a sort of a boss battle type thing. And he came pretty close to going down and I was just, I was so gleeful about it. <laughs> you monster. <laughs> You're like secretly planning their demise. That's, a, that's the interesting well, thing about Dungeons and Dragons is originally, I don't know what the fifth edition says. Hopefully it says this, but originally the very first like rule in the rule books was everybody should be having fun. If you if you're not having fun, including the DM, mm-hmm. You're not playing it right. Yeah, exactly. And that's I'm as as far as my DM style goes, I'm pretty I'm pretty rules light because I just want people to have a good time. Right. It's a it's and I don't want anybody to stress out about playing a dumb game with me every week. Right. Like, it's just supposed to be fun. Exactly. Yeah. I tried to DM uh, a tur- uh, so Marvel had a Marvel superheroes role playing as well. Yeah. Played that a little bit, and so I just, I tried my hand at DMing once, and I made Apocalypse like the main dude. Okay. And 
he's pretty OP, especially back then because he was a new character. So yeah, <laughs> after like an hour of playing, everybody was like, "So how do we beat this guy?" And I was like, "I don't know, I don't know." <laughs> and they're like, "We don't want to play anymore." I was like, "Damn it! All right, <laughs> I lost you." Suck. You're like, "I don't know." Take take one more roll of the dice. Yeah, let's see what happens. Oh, oh no, he's dead. Pestilence <laughs> happens, and and his weakness is you know airplanes and an airplane <laughs> comes from the sky and lands on him so weakness is airplanes <laughs> i like it um so just I, falling airplanes oh yeah oh, the, fall, going up airplanes air, are cool yeah, yeah. it's falling down airplanes that are there bad. you go makes sense needs the extra gravity that's to, right yeah. um the first role-playing game i actually ever played was a star wars one it was like a d20 system star wars one that i think wizards of the coast put out that's cool. Um, okay. It's super out of print now, and it's yeah, to, I even heard to track it. down the books you have to pay through the nose to get them. But I'll have to look. I probably have those. <laughs> Are they from like the like mid two thousands era? Mm, they would have been late nineties, like ni- yeah ninety nine. So episode or one era. That's it. What's that? Episode one era. No, I think maybe just before that. Because the game then. I played was like post Revenge of the Sith. Oh yeah, that's, oh, yeah, that's no, two thousand. Okay, I don't have those. Yeah. So, um, it was great. I loved it. <laughs> and we, we had a, we had a really long running campaign with some friends of mine from, uh, no surprise here, marching band in high school. Cool. Nice. Um, cool, cool. But we played for a really long time and I was a Wookiee Jedi. Nice. And I was basically the, I was basically the like tank and DPS. <laughs> like I what? dealt all the damage and I took all the, took was, all the. You were OP, is what you Yeah, were. yeah, I was pretty OP. Um, <laughs> you can't OP, have both, what is man. OP? Overpowered? Overpowered? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was, but I was a Jedi Guardian, so I was all like, like melee combat and all that stuff. Jedi Consular was the, like, for, like force powers. I'm a big fan of DPS, stuff. and I'm not a fan of tanking. Like, I'm like, oh, cool, I'm swiping at you, but it's doing no damage, and but you're keeping your, your view on me so that yeah. you don't hit the. Warlocks behind me who yeah. are doing yeah. damage. Yeah, dealing all the real damage. Yeah. I, I I do enjoy being a tank because it's for me it's easier. I'm like so I just have to build up my strength, make sure I can hit this guy, make sure I can take yeah. the damage. Right. Like the joke way back when I used to play. When uh, if you ever get into a five e game, you should play barbarian. Yeah, like yeah. I I switched over to monk after a while. I really like those That's a lot. Squishy. That's right. Those are so like are, once monks are hard to hit, but once you because the character I play in the game that I play in, I'm a monk, and okay. it's hard to hit me. But if you do, you go down like a ouch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it hurts. Yeah, but like back in the day, I would play uh, fighter all the time, and my nickname was the pin cushion because I'd like <laughs> open doors and go through them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I get hit by a bunch of arrows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, I have no fear Oops. and I am dead. Yeah, the thing <laughs> died that, a couple times. The thing that kind of sucks in the the game that I play in is I'm like one of the more I'm probably the more I am probably the most experienced player in the party. Okay. And so I like the other the other players don't really like want to like make decisions for the party. Oh, and so, so I end up like sort of taking over things over. So the leader too. Yeah, but uh, but I'm a character. My character is low Aloof. on intelligence and low on charisma. Which, <laughs> so not a leader at all. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. But I'm high on wisdom and I'm high on dexterity and everything. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> it's so it makes no sense for my character to be the leader, but because I'm like the more experienced player, I 
sort of He's sort of end up one. becoming in that role. And I always feel bad because I'm like, if you guys uh, if you guys have any other like any other ideas about how we should handle this, please please chime in. Please no, chime in. Just go. <laughs> just go. They're like, yeah, okay, okay. I hate it, <laughs> but I also I'm okay with it. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. I, I haven't played in so long, and I need to find a group. But it's going to be hard to throw in this in a regular D and D group yeah, and working and being out of town and everything. So the game I run, we do happen. on D20 or Roll Twenty, which is a online uh, portal for mm-hmm. for role playing games in general. D five or D and D is just one of the games you can play on there. Um, because all my players are. Like one lives in Washington, one one lives here in Albuquerque, and then the other one lives in Texas. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, but you guys are all able to play. Yeah, we're all able to play because of what's it called? Modern Marvels. It's called the Roll Twenty. Roll Twenty. And you can Aaron you can, Campbell does his campaigns on there too, right? I think so. Yeah, especially what? right now, Roll Twenty is getting a lot of traffic right now. Yeah, because everybody's COVID. like, I can't leave the house, yeah. and I'm bored as hell. I'll just have to create a character that like has this curse that every once in a while he just disappears and then he reappears and he's like, whoa, that was weird. Where are whoa, we, everybody? I was in another universe for a minute. <laughs> Actually built Did you a, guys live? I built like yeah. a story reason into why like characters will all of a sudden not be around. Yeah. And it's like this ongoing thing where they get sucked into like a portal and they see all these like crazy things that are sort of like prophetic towards what's going to happen later in the plot. Okay. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's so, cool. Yeah, I like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Look at you. Nice. Very good. But, it also, but it's also a way for me to sort of like f- put some foreshadowing in there. Right. Which is fun. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think it's brilliant. I think it's a really good idea. Yeah. I did a, did a, you know, a two year stint of playing World of Warcraft. Wow. And that's that's how I was able to get my role playing fix for a while, you know. Understandable. And I yeah. miss that game. I just don't miss how much time you have to commit yeah. to it. You know, I just I can't do that. I'm an adult now. That's always been my problem with with uh, massive multiplayer RPGs is because yeah, you you put in you know twenty twenty five hours of boring like fetch quests to Mm -hmm. get to the end game content and the end game content's the stuff that's like actually fun right but i shouldn't have to like i shouldn't have to put 25 hours into the game (laughs) to get to the stuff that's fun they kind of fixed that by having automatic dungeons and stuff like that yeah it was right as i was leaving the game but and there was a time where you just spend the whole day grinding for gear and gold and then hopefully everybody shows up for the raid and then somebody does the wrong thing and y'all wipe and then it costs all that gold and then you have to go grind all that money again to try and Just fix your armor it. and then you yeah. want to it would cost fights and in friendships and stuff like <laughs> yeah yeah there's yeah there's definitely games that are friendship enders monopoly <laughs> risk <laughs> uno we've talked about monopoly you got to play that damn game right yeah yeah i've actually talked about it and I'm, we're gonna take a uh, whack at it okay so and just actually reading the rules and no, understanding. No, 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 just, just no. <laughs> That's crazy talk. <laughs> rules? What do you want about? Um, <laughs> Where we're going, we don't need rules. <laughs> I put a lot of risk in high school too. That was another thing. Me and my like, I saw a whole of, house implode because of risk. <laughs> like we just had one friend who was super good at it and would just wipe the floor with all of us anyway. So it was for us. It was just kind of a who's gonna who's Jackie gonna wipe out last? Basically. There you go. <laughs> That's, <laughs> but it was fun. I I always liked risk, and now I can't get anybody to play it with me. It's a risk. 
You just got to ask people. Take that risk. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> with that <laughs> said, what do you guys think we get into some comic books? Take a risk there. Yeah. yeah see yeah, how some yeah. of these turned out. So, yeah. Uh, which book do we want to talk about first, Jason? Why don't I start? Okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, the book I wanted to talk about this week is Taskmaster number two. It's uh, written by Jed McKay, uh, drawn by Alessandro Vitti. Colorist is uh, Guru, Guru EFX, uh, and then uh, VC's Joe Sabino on lettering. Um, this book is a villain book, if you're not familiar with Taskmaster as a character. Um, his whole deal is that he is a, like a mercenary, like ex-military, who has this uncanny ability to memorize other people's fighting styles, and then he can perfectly replicate them. And so he's a really good foil for characters that are unbeatable. Are, yeah, basically. So, or or that are really proficient in hand-to-hand combat, like somebody like uh, Black, like Widow. Captain America, or Black Widow, or Hawkeye. And I think his first appearance was in the Avengers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and all so, those. Yeah. So he makes sense. Exactly. So he would be able to like systematically take apart the Avengers, sort of one by one. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a cool character, and he looks. He looks like a cool comic book character. He's got he's, <laughs> he's got like, like a, a skull s- pirate. <laughs> yeah, he's got those uh, those boots that swashbuckler were real, boots. Those, yeah, those swashbuckler boots that were popular in comic books. Well, in like the, Captain America had. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the Captain America and Taskmaster and absolutely. Uh, now I think that he looks like that because he's a copycat. So he copied a whole bunch of you know yeah like costumes. Oh, so he copied like Ghost Rider with the skull. Right. Well, the, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, does he have a skull as a Head? No, no, okay. it's, a it's a mask. In fact, okay. there's even a, an, a part in here yeah, where, where he, he has his he mask has off, off. And, and Nick Fury tells him, you don't have to do that. I know what you look like. Yeah. He's like, no, it's like we have you ex- see the skull. And that's it's like, what we you see. We have extensive files on you. I know who. I know what you look like. <laughs> and he's like, all you need to see is the skull. Which I, it was one of, my, one of my favorite parts of the book and for I've, some reason. And I've heard him talk about in comics before where the reason he has the skull is because it's intimidating. And when you see this guy sort of like bats. In, a, in like a in like a skull mask, just take taking apart everybody in your group, like it's horrifying. Scary. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's like he's a hand to hand combat guy. He like carries a sword and he carries a bow and he uh, he just takes dudes apart. So um, so he's kind of like Swordmaster, right? I mean, they even kind of look similar. A little bit, don't yeah. they? Um, that, and it's it from that master? same sort of era of uh, okay. of uh, Avengers books. I think they're sort of created it's around. It's so the same funny time. when you think about different eras of comics and how garbage a lot of the Silver Age stuff was. I mean, as far as like how ridiculous some of the tropes you were getting were, you were like, oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and you look at like some of the villains, like, or like Kite Man, how like every <laughs> how like every single character Stanley ever created is a scientist. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Reed Richards isn't. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Prayer Spanner isn't. Reed Richards, oh. I mean, man, I mean, oh, wait, oh. what? Hank Pym? <laughs> Damn. Oh, ooh. <laughs> Never mind. Um, so this book, the this book starts, we're two issues into the series. The first series opens with, or the first book in the or issue in the series opens with Taskmaster has been framed for the murder of uh, who is he? Who is he supposed to? Oh, Maria Hill, who's yeah, like the, Maria Hill, the, the yeah. leader of Shield. The, Ex- yeah, the sort of ex leader of Shield. Shield. Right, right. Um, Nick Fury's right hand, and then eventually the leader. Yeah, and now dead. Yeah, quote unquote. Um, so he gets you know, framed Marvel. for her murder, and so Black Widow is after him. 
and for revenge. And so he's trying. He uh, the it opens with him like uh, he's they're in this like underworld sponsored golf tournament where <laughs> you know where these, golf. where these uh, crime bosses That's get a super villain to play for them. And so he's playing golf for this like mafia boss or something. <laughs> what the? And then uh, and then Black Widow just starts sniping dudes on the golf course. Oh my God. And so he has to like get away on a golf cart and uh, somebody. Oh, yeah. The fastest getaway vehicle you can think of. A golf cart. <laughs> yeah, a golf yeah. cart. Well, he's, you know, he's on a golf course. There's, yeah, it's what else like, are you going to do? It's no, wide open it. space, and he yeah. has to get out of there. <laughs> like, hop on the caddy's back. Just be like, run, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so it opens, it's really, the first issue opens with this, like, fun escape sequence where, and then he gets this call from somebody that is, try, is like, helping him get away. And he's like, who is this? Why are you interested in helping me? And, and uh, he ends up meeting up with him after he gets away, and it's Nick Fury. So Nick Fury's like, listen, I know you didn't kill Maria Hill, but in exchange for me clearing your name, you're going to have to help me find out who did. And so Nick Fury isn't afraid to get to use somebody to get his hands dirty. Oh, absolutely. Oh, right. Yeah. He he's notorious for that. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, Nick Fury is not a he's not your good guy by like superhero. He right. will do the what it takes. Yeah. You know, he's like Cassian Andor in uh, Rogue One, where you're like, "Oh, this is no Luke Skywalker." This guy oh yeah, yeah, this yeah. does what it takes. To this get is the a job different done. side of the Rebel Rebel Alliance, right? Right, right. <laughs> that I'm used to seeing. Totally. Um, so, in order to do that, there's three people that he needs to he needs to uh, I forget how they put it, but he has to sort of mimic their their like physical presence like perfectly. And so there's these three characters it's like that he has he, to impersonate them. Yeah. So. Okay. They, there's there's a safety protocol in place where you have to have three different people of yeah. higher up shield status to unlock something or something like that. Yeah, and uh, so they're going to, to go after them one at a time, and one of the people <laughs> is Phil Coulson, <laughs> and oh. so who is now the director of of the Squadron Shields. Supreme, right? Oh, yeah, he? okay, yeah, yeah the yeah, Squadron yeah. Supreme, okay. and that's just sort of like where he's at in Marvel Comics but right now. But here's the thing: he's dead. In the comics as well, he was dead. Yeah, he he died. So Nick's like, why is my friend alive? Hey, bro, yeah, why is he running doing Squadron here? Supreme? Right. Yeah, and there's some that's sort of building out of Jason's or Jason Aaron's Avengers book right now, and but we don't have to talk about that. The but the idea is, Nick Fury's like, if I know anything about Phil Coulson, it's Wednesday. Yeah. So yeah, there's one place he's going to be, and that's the comic book shop. So I looked closely at that comic book store, and it's poorly organized. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> I got to see that. I'm actually on the page right now where he walks oh, in. Are you? Um, it's, it's just it's pretty it, tiny display. It's it a pretty tiny shop. It also yeah, makes me like, wish that we had two like no room of posters. The, there's like no room between that that display and the wall. There's the like window. stacks of short boxes here. Yeah, we don't have stacks of short boxes hey, all over the place hey, or anything. We do nothing like that. Um, <laughs> so we try Taskmaster to. shows shows up at this comic book shop to like to get the, uh, the most like, recent issue. Yeah, yeah. Of his own stuff. Of his own book. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, Phil Coulson is there too because they're doing this like media blitz to make the Squadron Supreme like America's team because the Avengers have like left America. Okay. Um, so they've put out a comic book. So he's like, I'm here to pick up. We're, so how are sales of our comic book going? And 
Because <laughs> you would ask the local comic book shop and not look at the right. numbers, but whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, and then he turns, he just sort of like goes, he like chooses a different, like a random customer to be like, hey, what do you think of the Squadron Supreme book? And the random customer he managed to choose is Tax Bat Taskmaster in disguise. <laughs> so he's like, I um, uh, I think it's great. And he's like, wait, you haven't read it. And then he's like, I've been made. And so he pops out and he attacks Coulson. There's a funny <laughs> joke in there because he's talking about America and he's like, America. And Taskmaster's like, Canada. <laughs> like, oh, just to antagonize right. him. He asks him, like, who's, who's the best superhero team? And he's like, oh, I'm kind of partial to Alpha Flight. And yeah. he's like, that's yeah. Canada. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> so, so isn't there an Alpha Flight in space, though? Yeah. Yeah, Alpha Flight. Is it Flight, the same team? So Alpha Flight was was uh, basically job? doing the sword, like, sword's job. Right, right, right. And then they got removed from that because Carol Danvers screwed it up. And now the... Now sword is back. Okay, cool. I, I know that just happens, but I was like yeah, trying right. to figure it out. Is this the yeah, same Alpha Flight that we're aware of? Even if the players are different, is it the is it the Canadian superhero team? That's yeah, that's the idea. Protecting the whole Alpha Flight is the Earth and space with you know Sasquatch and and so Sasquatch is he still on and Puck? Like are those Puck. guys still on the team? Yeah, yeah, they're still around. I think. Okay, weird. Last I checked. Well, I know Sasquatch was around because he was in the Immortal Hulk book for a while. Right? Didn't he die or something? I don't oh, remember. I know. There's so many characters like that. Sasquatch so, always is just like. Well, there's uh, to go. There's Sasquatch. There's right. Hulk. Guys, there's honestly. a lot of comics to read. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot oh, yeah. to remember. Um, but essentially, since Coulson is the head of the Squadron Supreme, he literally just calls Hyperion in. And if you don't know who Hyperion is, the Squadron Supreme was basically a team that Marvel created to just ape the Justice League. And so Hyperion is essentially Superman. He has yeah, all the same yeah. powers as Superman. He's an alien. Yeah. Um, he flies, he's strong, all that stuff. Yeah. So he shows <laughs> Laser up. Laser vision. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> when, you, when you look at that character, you see Superman. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not even like subtle. It's just. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, the, his, his color palette is, is Shazami. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, besides definitely. that, he's freaking Superman. So he shows up and he just starts freaking taking Taskmaster apart because Taskmaster is <laughs> human. He's like, I can mimic your powers or mimic your fighting style. And he's like, my fighting style is super strength. <laughs> right. I punch things really hard. Yeah. You can't copy that. Yeah, no, you can't. So he just starts beating the crap out of Taskmaster. Taskmaster tries all these different things. And the way that he ends up, def- I don't want to give it away, but the way that he ends up well, winning the fight's probably a strong word. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, the way he doesn't die. <laughs> yeah. The way he manages to not get beaten to a pulp is is pretty creative and it makes sense for how Taskmaster operates. And and what I'm surprised sorry to interrupt here. What I was surprised is that he could have killed Hyperion right there. You know, yeah. he's a he's a villain. He could have easily been like later, bro, and then boom, that guy's out of the picture forever. Of course he doesn't do that because he's got a little bit of of, he's not a total bad guy. He's not your worst taskmaster, right? Okay. Yeah, he's 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 a for hire gun. You know, okay. he's uh, he's on a Deadpool thing. But so is we'll, he? Would you put him in the classification as villainy with 
Oh, he's Punisher. Ab- he's absolutely <laughs> because... he's absolutely a villain. Okay. Yeah, he's a bad guy. He's a but he's a mercenary. He's okay. only in it for himself, and he's just looking to like use his skills to hurt people and make a buck. But there he's not going to needlessly kill people just for the sake of killing. Okay, I don't, I don't if, think. depends on how he feels that day. Yeah, I feel I mean, like, I'm sure, sure. If he's having a bad day, how he's written because you know this this book is a solo book, so they're you know they've got to make him lovable in some way. Yeah, yeah, and so that's what they're doing with and this I, character. And the book. way they do it, the way Jed McKay does it, I think is the way to do it. Is they sure. make it fun, like yeah. they make they make it a fun ride to hang out with this guy. And yeah, he's a jerk and he's a bad guy, but you you sort of have fun living in his head for an issue. Yeah, um, I think the way to do a villain book is is like this, and general. And I thought this was an interesting pick for me because generally I don't enjoy villain books i i don't want to hang out with the bad guy for five issues or whatever because it's just not i want to read superhero books because they're aspirational i want to i want to see acts of heroism because i don't you know i want to believe that people can be like that right yeah um so it's less fun for me to hang out with the bad guy okay like i don't like to read a joker book where he's just killing people nonstop just because he can because that's joker yeah i don't want to read this book where it's just like twisted and dark and that's just not my bag and but this book does i think does does it the way to do it to get to somebody like me it's fun it's you know you you know this guy's a bad dude but it's so much fun hanging out with him that it doesn't matter right right and i will venture to say you were a fan of that Doctor Doom book that recently came out, yeah, um, and very similar, where he's wrongly accused, and so he has to clear his name. Yeah, yeah, he's framed. Yeah, um, and I, that Doctor Doom book is interesting because, especially in the the modern way of portraying Doctor Doom, is Doctor Doom sees himself as the hero, like oh, he, hundred percent yeah, of the time, that everything he does is for the greater good, even if the thing he's doing is just to get him more power is because he thinks that him having more power, him have him possessing this rare, powerful technology or alien artifact or whatever is the best place for it because he's the one who is the most capable of using it in the correct way. Right. A lot of, a lot of villains have that, you know, Magneto just get rid of the humans because eventually yeah. they're going to kill all the mutants and I'd- they're the, the future really. and yeah. magneto is an interesting villain to me for the same reason Absolutely. is he, he he sees himself as the good guy right I've that's been, that's why i like magneto is one of dude, my favorite characters magneto is one of the best villains it's, not because it's the the oh it's a villain who thinks he's one of the good guys but it's rooted in reality as yeah well. you, you look at that and you can say well like maybe he's I right see his point <laughs> yeah it's the best it's the best kind of villain in my opinion i think that's why people were able to People connected with Thanos in the MCU the way they did. Yeah. Or same with um, the villain in the Black Panther movie, um, Killmonger. Killmonger. Because he was, you could he kind did of the same thing. You it could was... kind of agree. You could kind of see the point he was making. Right. The way he was going about it was messed up. Yeah, but that's pretty much how all you know Thanos. He's killing half of the population. Yeah. yeah Why don't you just double no. the resources? <laughs> oh no, that's crazy talk. <laughs> Let's not use all these uninhabited planets to like terraform and right. make new homes and or you know, grow sustenance and things yeah, and then transfer to other but plants. For some, won't work. But for somebody like Thanos, who where he's a warlord and right. his whole life has been about destruction and death and fighting and war. And so for him, the only, 
his his brain is wired to think kill the enemy and I need right. to save the universe and the enemy of the universe is intelligent life so I need to wipe out half of it to right and that's of, that's yeah. kind of the crux of of where these in my opinion these good villains come from is it's it's villainy with a cause yeah but they're a villain because of how they think yeah. Right. And it's the that's, means to the end is not the appropriate means. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's kind of what's going on with Taskmaster or. So Taskmaster is a uh, he's just a mercenary. Yeah. He's, say he's, okay. less he's just he's yeah, just he's like, less bro, I need some money. What do you want me to kill? Yeah. Um, he's trying to get by. However, whatever it takes. He has his morals are very, you know, low. Okay. And that's oh yeah, morals like gelatin. But I think <laughs> sure. it, I think it speaks to the quality of this book that I'm even talking about it. Is, that's cool. Is that I like <laughs> this? Isn't the guy like I wouldn't choose to hang out with this guy in real life. He would. I'd be like, oh, that's a guy. I'm staying away from that dude. He's gonna, <laughs> for sure. He's gonna get me killed. Um, but in reading a fun book about him trying to work with Nick Fury to clear his name because this is actually one murder he's not guilty of. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, I shot the sheriff, like, he's like, but I did not shoot, shoot the, the deputy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm he's not like, taking listen, that. Like, I would happily kill Maria Hill, but I didn't do it. <laughs> he's like, why don't we go find her so that I can kill her? So I remember when this book came out, Jason, you and mm-hmm. I were like, oh boy. But one of the things I want to say about this book too is that I find entertaining is uh, from the first issue they so so the reason he wants to do this is because he wants to clear his name because black widow like the most legendary spy ever except for maybe nick fury is after him to take him out for killing her friend and so they they present black widow as this like unstoppable force that's just sort of (laughs) behind him all the time (laughs) (laughs) and uh right at the end she sort of shows up and and kind of discovers what their plan is which is so she kind of knows what their next step is going to be now oh nice so, <laughs> so she's like thanks guys yeah she's waiting. yeah exactly um but i think i think this book is fun the the art in it is great the fight scenes are well choreographed and jed mckay his strength is writing a fun comic and for a superhero book that i feel like that's all i can really like if if even if nothing else about the book is enjoyable or is like good, if the book is fun, then then I can hang on. So what I was saying was, we have to read a lot of comic books that we potentially don't want to read. And oh yes, so so we both looked at each other when Taskmaster One came out, and we we're like, oh boy, I get to read this piece of garbage. Yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> I, I'm bagging and boarding the copies of that of the book that week, and I I look at it and I'm like, oh. God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it was something that we weren't looking forward to. This and there's been some good. recent side books that we weren't keen on. Um, yeah, U.S. Agent wasn't something that we really were yeah. happy with. I'm glad I didn't pick that about, up. That's yeah. crazy. I mean, about it might one. be for some people. It just wasn't for us. Um, right, and that's that, always. That, I that might... Yondu book. I was just like, oh man. I was excited for that, but I didn't the, hear didn't anything good. Me. It just the, didn't do it for me. The Nebula no. one was also that was also something great. I wanted. Too. Yeah, and Nebula yeah. could be a great character. Yeah. Um, now that they've revamped her from the eighties, uh, so this Taskmaster book, Jason and I both looked at each other like, "Oh boy, here we go!" Oh boy, something yeah. we don't want to read. And then we both came in the next morning like, "Wow, it was really <laughs> yeah. fun. We had, really had a good time reading this comic book." So, and so my uh, my my sort of plan of action every Tuesday when I'm reading books. Is I always start with the things that I think I'm that I anticipate enjoying the least, so that I sort of get through them, 
and then I save the stuff that I'm really excited to read for the end as like a little reward. <laughs> that's <laughs> nice. Awesome. And that's for putting up with the four million image number one that I don't care yeah, about. Yeah. And um, that's an interesting way to approach it as well because you're already approaching something kind of with a negative thought. Yeah. And and for that to pull you out and be like, that was really good. I think that, well, that really speaks volumes to and it. And what Absolutely. it does is if I end up enjoying one of those books, it's like, oh, that was real that was a really pleasant surprise. Yeah. And the next one I read is I'm like, oh my God, this is amateur hour. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um But I was really pleasantly surprised by this series and I'm definitely going to keep reading it. Nice. Because it's just fun. And you said this is the second volume of Taskmaster? No, this is the second issue of the second series. issue. Okay. I think it's going to be like five or six issues. So, And part of why he has his own title is they're introducing him, correct, into the movies? Yeah, yeah. he's going to be in the Black Widow movie. Okay, cool. And so, uh, he's yeah. also, he was also, he's like the first sort of like villain character that you fight in the recent Avengers game that Squaresoft put out. Oh, gotcha. Or that Square Enix put out. So... He's sort of in the zeit, or he's in the general zeitgeist right now. I think is what they're trying to make happen. Yeah, so. yeah absolutely. His number, his first appearance has been going up. I think as well. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I just created one of those. Came back in nine six. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. And if you want to, I say just it was like six months ago. But yeah. and if you want to just read the first appearance of him in a book, we have dollar reprints in the True Believer section near the register <laughs> here, so that uh, yeah, it's so, so cool. that you can just buy it for a buck and check out. What it what his first appearance was like? Those are so cool. I think yeah. those were brilliant to do them for a dollar. Yeah, yeah, they're great, and so we we try to keep them on, keep them on hand because it's super easy for somebody who's like waiting in line at the register to be dollar. like, yeah, like, yeah, oh, is this comic? Was it just a buck? Cool. And, and the funny just, thing about those dollar issues, some of them do actually go up in value. Yeah, which is I mean, occasionally say the, what you want about speculators was it or whatever. The Hulk one eighty one facsimile issue. That, so those were in a dollar though. Those were three ninety nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was the same. But yes, yeah. but the, the same idea. so the original, the first like wave of those dollar books where they were trying it out, I think those have gone like way up because That's they were cool. like we only did a certain amount just to see if people liked them. People didn't DC buy them. I, I wasn't buying a ton of them. I was like, oh, this is a... This I did. Is they're a, a buck. The reprints, and it's a dollar, I'll buy five or whatever. Yeah. I've I, definitely gone up more since because they sell so well. I yeah, buy the amazing Spider-Man ones because I can't help myself. Right. But, if it's affordable. Wolverine... Uh, yeah. I mean, you you saw. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, crap. I have to buy all this. <laughs> and I was, going through, I was like, oh, no. Only, oh, no. Exactly. I was like, oh, and $10 later, I've got them all. Right. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> cool. Yeah, cool. So what'd you read, Chad? I read your phone. Read my phone. Getting nice. texts from my boss. Oh, nice. Which actually, it's her uh, birthday tomorrow. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Bosco. Boss. Oh, interesting. I wasn't expecting you to talk about this. Uh, yeah. So, so I decided Darth Vader... Number I've eight. I've heard of him. You've heard of him? He's, yeah. Um, he's relatively new. Is he? Yeah. So, like so before you even start on the book, real quick, I want to okay. I want to have a conversation. Okay. And it's and it's a little fun conversation to have. It better be. Who <laughs> is the best villain in cinema? In cinema? Yeah. In my opinion, the best villain. Oh man. Because hear it. between Darth Vader and Thanos, mm-hmm. those two in cinema, those two are probably my top two. I think 
there's a good case to be made for the Joker sure. that Heath Ledger did. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, Wait, not the one in Suicide Squad? Oh, God. oh the man, one? no, you make a really, really good <laughs> dumb point. <laughs> oh, wow. But he's got cool teeth. Yeah, he does. Oh, and um, shitty tattoos. So I, the, the least subtle character in, that I've ever right. seen. Hey, here's the thing, and I, I, I understand most people don't like this character, but I will defend it a little bit. If we had a Joker character in real life... We'd be like that. He would kind of be like that, right? Yeah, but I don't want him to be real life. Well, I sure, but... <laughs> I mean, it's a... The Suicide Squad right. movie was set in reality, guys. Okay? You, you, you mean it's possible to unleash, like, other dimensional demons on our world? Real life. That create beams and trash circles on the sky? Oh, I, I think... I, to to answer the question fully, I think I have to fall back to Darth Vader mm-hmm. in cinema. Right. I think that his story arc overall does kind of beat out a little bit of Thanos' stuff. Yeah, yeah, I can um, And and That's... I know I'm I know I'm keeping it mainly to like comic book style sure, stuff, sure. but that was the point of the question. Okay. I think Darth Vader's great. If you uh, if you take the prequel trilogy with it, I feel like that hurts Vader. Okay. Um, because yeah. he's so whiny. Yeah, you're like, oh god, just, he's kind of he, rapian too. That makes a pretty good case towards villain. <laughs> in number two, in Clone Wars or in yeah, Clone Wars, Clones? he's he's not uh, Clone Wars. Attack he's a little Clones. pouty about. They make him better in Clone Wars. He's actually like a likable right, yeah. character in the Clone Wars. Clone Wars makes Clone Wars. Er, Saves Anakin Skywalker, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, that's a tough question. I have to think about it. <laughs> I, I really it is. Thanos is such a recent excellent example that it's hard for me to think past that. Exactly. Sure. And having Darth Vader right in front of me is like, the, yeah. That's why those two. I'm like, those two are really good. But in, as far as like, cinema. if you look at the first movie alone, Darth Vader's just sort of a one dimensional. Like menacing villain, just in episode four. Like, episode yeah. Four if you just look at that movie okay. by itself, he's just sort of a one-dimensional like boogeyman. However, guy. I mean, did you see anybody choking dudes from across the room just for like being insolent? It's true. Not really. But I mean, yeah, you know, keeping I mean, like, keeping Th- Thanos in that same train of thought. I mean, it is more than just that first appearance of them in cinema. So true. I would I would I would argue we do have to take all of their appearances. Well, and then Empire makes. Vader more interesting. Oh, for sure. He's more menacing in that movie because he's got something to prove because yeah. he was the guy who let the Death Star get destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Um, <laughs> Oops. My bad. And then, Sorry. And then I think he sort of reaches his pinnacle of inter- of being interesting in Re- Return of the Jedi. Oh, absolutely. So taken as a whole in the original trilogy, I think Vader's a really good villain. But it's really hard to... <laughs> If I will you, also say that, you know, Star Wars might be about Vader, those those first three, even though Luke's the protagonist. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, especially when his, you get to Jedi. His journey. It's it's Vader's redemption yeah. arc, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and it's Luke's, he's the, and Vader's the, the reason one, it happens. And but Vader's the one that ends up destroying the Emperor. That's true. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> Luke was- Luke was about to get his Luke, Luke was going to lose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Hardcore. Yeah. Unless he gave in to the dark side, which we'll never know. Ooh. Because they cut that out of the book, you know. The books address that later. The Timothy Zone stuff, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. Did they? And now that's yeah. not canon anymore. It's not canon. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about Dark Empire? Empire? Dark yeah. Empire. Dark is Empire is my favorite series ever. 
so that's the Dark Horse comics. But if right. you read the Timothy Zahn series later, the Heir they, to the Empire yeah, and all that. There's okay. a there's a clone of Luke and there's some other stuff going yeah. on. He has a brush with the dark side. Right. So so to answer your own question, what is your answer? Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious that I'm going to say Darth Vader because I thought of the question because we're talking about Darth Vader. Okay. Otherwise, I would say maybe Hedy Lamar for, Hedley Lamar from Blazing Saddles. Or I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that Mel Brooks's character? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's 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 the other guy. It's uh, um, Gene Hackman's character. Oh, gotcha. Is it Gene Hackman? No. Ah, uh, what's his name? Anyways, I, I just know. wanted to Willy think of something Wonka. that was funny, like the. He's the he's no, the he's, he's the, the one sh- who aspires to be the governor because the governor is just a piece of shit. Wasn't that the guy who played Willy Wonka? No, Gene. No, Wilder, that's Gene Wilder. Okay. He's, Wilder he's the gunman the, in yeah. Blazing Saddles. Okay. He's, you know, he helps the, the sheriff. He shows his hand and steady, but he shoots with this hand. <laughs> I haven't. I have Dude. not actually seen that movie. He's the like what? Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, no. That's man. why I'm like uh, moving I mean, on. It, so it Darth didn't Vader. age that well because no, of the, I, there's climate. a lot of racism in it. Right? Well, but it's, no, it's, there's but a point to it. It's to watch expose the racism. Okay. Right. Watch the movie. It's it, written by Richard Pryor. The whole yeah, he co-wrote it with Melrose. and uh, he was supposed to star in it. They wanted then, him to play the the black sheriff. Okay. And he was like, you know what? I'm not going to be right for this part, but this well, dude will I think be. he, the sheriff he is black? He had drug addiction and stuff going right, on in yeah, his life. Yeah, but I mean, he was still. He, he the sheriff is, mm. he couldn't end up being. I think he the said movie. the sheriff is near. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> I was going with a different joke, though. So the, okay, movie, the sheriff was black. Why not? It worked in Blazing Saddles. Oh. So people, <laughs> people give that movie a hard time for like using the N word and stuff. Egregiously. Yeah. The the whole point of the thing is is to lambasting racism through the right. lens of comedy. And yeah. I feel like that's what comedy is for, is yeah. to is to is to show how stupid reality show, can be sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think by taking the teeth out of comedy, I think we we lose something as a society. People are a little scared to push any boundaries right now. And that's something that we could potentially lose. I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just saying that it's harder to 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 push those envelopes. And maybe they've all been pushed. But, but well, it's also important. And that's to the thing about that. art. Art is art has always been around to push those mm-hmm. boundaries mm-hmm. to make you look at what's going on in reality. Yeah. Um, no, I mean it, it's it's a very good point. And comedy is, I think that comedy is one of the diffi- most difficult forms of art for. Comedy is difficult. Dying is easy. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there's a book there right there. That says that. <laughs> is that right? is easy. Yeah, We're right next uh, to the yeah. and graphic And that's about comedians. Oh, wow. Um, that's actually a fun book. Yeah, written by Joe Hill, right? Yeah. The, yeah. Which was weird because it didn't come off as a horror book until you get into like the process of being a stand-up comedian and how that's horrible sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. So anyway, um, speaking of things that are horrible... How horrible is Darth Vader in this book? He is... Mm, I feel like he's not super horrible in this one. On a scale of 1 to 10. On a scale of 1 to 10, maybe a 2. Whoa. I don't know. Okay. It's, Are they making him the hero? They're not, making him, they're not making him the hero, but they're showing kind of his journey, the things that he's gone through. And because of that, it's not really like, oh, I'm going out to be a villain. It's just him being like, hey, these are trials and tribulations that I'm going through. And whether you're a good person or a bad person, it's kind of 
it kind of puts everybody on an equal ground. We all go through our own shit, right? Sure. Yeah. Even bad guys. That's sometimes Especially why. Bad guys, yeah, that's why bad guys are bad guys most of the time. There was that cover of him holding Padme, not Padme, not Padme. Yeah. And like she's like, you know, they're in a fire or something, and you can tell he's like, she's dead, and I. I'm losing her again, basically. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, it was like heartbreaking. Yeah. It was just a cover. And just the emotion you get out of Vader's face, which is just a mask. <laughs> right, which you're is like, you're like, weird. How? But... How'd they do that? Yeah. It was it's very same, impressive. It's the same thing as in The Mandalorian with how Die- or how uh, Pedro Pascal is able to act in that helmet mm-hmm. in a way that's convincing. It, it's amazing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, um, how are you doing that? What's his name in V for Vendetta too? Uh, oh yeah, uh, Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving, yeah. Yeah, he's wearing good. a mask the whole time, the yeah. whole movie. Yeah, but I'm always like, you need Os- that, like that's Oscar stuff. He, right there. he got I'm overlooked, like, and part of the reason that that it's movie it's got a comic book movie. Yeah, it, yeah, that's part of it. But it was the Bukowski brothers at the time, and they they sold it as a as this action movie that was similar to the Matrix, and that's what the movie company sold it as. Gotcha. Right, and it wasn't and so, that. No, no, this <laughs> is uh, this is the introspective in human nature. Yeah. And and they didn't present it as that. In if the, you haven't watched V for Vendetta, go watch actually, that. Actually, I think about it, there's very little action in that movie. No, there's not. Uh, there's it's all fact, at the end. It's at the end, and you're like, oh, this is the worst part of the movie. There's a little bit at the beginning, and then at the end. I love that there, scene. They, though, they inject some action I, in there, but it's it's short lived. The only time they get very Wachowski in that film, Matrixy, is at the, the third act when he's fighting to plant the the bombs underneath Parliament. Oh, I love that scene where the guy, he fights he fights all those guys in that circular room and he mm-hmm. just takes them all out, and then the last dude's like unloading the revolver into him, and he's like, "Why won't you die?" And he's like, "Because ideas are bulletproof." <laughs> <laughs> nice. That film is great. But anyways, yeah, I love that. So uh, this is Darth Vader number eight. Uh, written by Greg Pak, uh, artist is Raphael Eneko, colorist Niraj Menon, and VCs Joe Carmagna is the letterer. Joe I, Carmagna. Yeah, I'm still having issues with uh, people's names. It's like I lasagna, but Carmagna. Yeah. Seriously. Mm, that's Carmagna. I, I think I've, I've heard that before. <laughs> Just say it like lasagna. Um, <laughs> hey, Mr. Lasagna. Mr. Uh, lasagna. So, <laughs> So this is an interesting this is an interesting part of the Darth Vader series and Darth Vader's kind of story in and of itself. Um and I I forget what failure that Darth Vader had. Like I know he got into a bunch of trouble with the Emperor when he let the Death Star blow up, right? Isn't this post Jedi or post Empire? Post Empire pre Jedi. Right. Yeah, and okay. so I, I don't know if he's still being punished for the, the first one or, or whatever. But Dude, he, man, he did all kinds of good in the Empire though. Like the oh, Emperor right. should be like, Hey bro, good job. Well he kept yeah. letting them all get away. I, I guess. <laughs> I mean, isn't that Tag and Bink's fault though? That's he's true. sort of in the he's sort of in the Emperor's better graces after Empire, isn't he? The emperor is still feeling the effects of having to come up with the money to build a second Death Star, right? <laughs> you know, but so, like, oh um, my God. so basically, the intro is Luke Skywalker refused Darth Vader's call to the dark side of the Force. Enraged, Vader tore through the galaxy on a quest for revenge against everyone who hid Luke from him. So that's what he's been doing: is he's been like hunting people down, and like, why did you hide this child from me, and just destroying them? 
Um, and so, how many okay. people were involved in that plot? I mean, he killed uh, Yoda, all of Alderaan. Yeah, right. Yeah, so he did. They're taken um, so care that, of. I think that's Alderaan's what he's doing. Dead. The, he the Emperor is punishing him for for essentially not being on mission, not being on task. But he knows he doesn't know that Leia's his daughter yet at this point. Um, I don't think so. He doesn't no. find that out until Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. yeah, where Luke's uh, thoughts betray him. Sister, I've never seen it. Sister, so you have a sister. <laughs> um, so there. So if basically, you won't join us, then perhaps she will. We've never seen it, guys. Sorry. Yeah, never seen I've, it I've certainly, I certainly don't watch Return of the Jedi like once a month. <laughs> <laughs> it's Me a good movie. Either it's a great movie. I mean, um, it's like the seventh best one. So oh, it's uh, my <laughs> We uh, talked about this last week, but Empire's the best one, like the te- like technically best one, but Jedi is my favorite. Fair enough. There you go. Uh, so he has, the Emperor essentially has been like, here's the deal. I'm sending you to Mustafar, and you have to survive, but you're not allowed to use any force powers. If you use any force powers, I'll kill you myself. <laughs> I'll feel it, and I'll kill you myself. Right, exactly. He's like, you know how powerful I am. I'll do it from here. <laughs> he's like, damn it, all right. So he's got, he also sends these guys. <laughs> Sulky Vader. Okay. Okay, okay I'll be back. Um, there's, so there's a team that's going after him as well. And so it's like, you have to survive on Mustafar as these people are hunting you. No force powers. Good luck. Um, and it, it, it's interesting because the... The beginning of the book is is the people that are hunting him down are are talking back and forth, and then as he's going through the planet, there's all these like lava beasts, it's Mustafar, right? Yeah, so yeah there's Mustafar, all these of m- things that are just spitting oh, fire like at fire him. bees. Yeah, and he's just like ow, but he's got <laughs> <laughs> what did ow! you say? Oh, it's actually <laughs> hnn. <laughs> Uh, but he's he's already been damaged in the previous issues, and so he's actually, without fixing himself using the Force, he's he's grabbed some different robot parts and put them on his arm here and his leg here so that he's good to go. Um, and almost almost like more powerful, if you will. Like he punches through this armored beast and... Somebody spits, one of them spits lava and he's able to block it with the part of that, the skin that he tore off of that thing is super, obviously it lives there so it can withstand the lava. Right, right, right. So he uses that as a shield. And, you know, otherwise he would have just done like a force bubble, right? Mm -hmm. So as he's going through all this, there's these questions that keep coming up, like, and they're in a, they're in a speech bubble that's like wavy so it's obviously like a voice he's hearing right um and it keeps talking about like it goes back and forth with like oh what would you do if you chose would you choose this or would you choose that right and it's like of all all the decisions he's gone through who are you did you choose it or did somebody else choose it for you it's the second and that's why the emperor goes (laughs) (laughs) um if you like right here there's this big giant beast oh look at that guy and that's what he's hearing it's like a minotaur yeah right he's like a a, like a a 20 minotaur minotaur. yeah Yeah. if you could choose would you be chosen 
Like that's some of the questions. So like as I was reading this, I, I started kind of it got a little old, right? So like I said, so that's that's this one bubble is if you could choose, would you be chosen? And then it shows Luke, where he's like, no. And then that's you know Obi Wan's dead here. Or would you choose to make your own choice? Right. So if you were the chosen one. Would you be like, cool, I'm the chosen one, sweet. Or would you say, I get to make that decision. So do you f- do you follow the path or not? It's like that Rush song. I don't know what I'm talking about. Why nope. don't you sing us a few bars? <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, not, not do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he, you know, this voice keeps saying, who are you? Um, and he's just like, he, he, he understands what's being said to him and it's these... He talks about the uh, the emperor here a little bit, and he it, it's it's super weird because, and I'm I, I wish I could be more succinct with with what I'm describing, but this part of this like kind of turns into a fever dream if I start describing it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, it's very <laughs> so he gets into it's like trying to explain your dreams. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like completely uninteresting. So he gets, <laughs> everybody else is like what? So, <laughs> not interested. Uh so he breaks into this uh he finally gets to this spot where he needs to get to and he breaks open these doors and there's this weird creature in there. Yeah, it's like a hammerhead spider? Yeah. That's a good description of it. I hate hammerhead spiders, man. <laughs> they, know, right? They'll get you every time. Uh so he finds out that's the one that's the voice that he's been hearing. Obviously, that's why he's been zeroed into it. So this guy's got this. This monster's got some kind of psionic ability. Yeah, that's what it looks like. More okay. psionic rather than. I force. guess this is the first appearance of this character, and so this book is hot because of that. Oh, really? Supposedly, <laughs> that's what Chris is saying should happen. So come by. Well, no, no, no. I've had people. Who, we already got bought out because somebody came in. Oh, and really? Bought it all. Yeah. And I was oh, like, wait wow. a minute. Is there something I don't know? He's like, yeah, first appearance of so and so and so and so and so and so so. Oh. Don't, Damn. Don't do the speculation. Give me three extra thing. dollars, please. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, it's, uh, I mean. <laughs> cool. You can only buy one. Get um, out. <laughs> so he's, he, as, as all this stuff is going on and this thing keeps asking him questions, who are you? What do you want? If you were the chosen one, would you choose to be the chosen one? All these weird esoteric questions. It's interspliced with the emperor, Luke, Obi-Wan, all these things throughout the history of Star Wars. Um, and it eventually comes down to he's about to fall into that fiery pit, and he finally does. Um, and this this part was weird. Like a big rock fell down, and he lands on it. I was like, "Are you sure you didn't use the force, bro?" <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> he's just that adept. And so he's, the, he's mostly robot. So right, so he's mostly robot, and so he actually, and it gets there in a second. He so this weird th- hammerhead thing mm-hmm. starts coming out of the lava, and you see if this face, and you Anakin's should try face. and try and pick the buka. Yeah, you see Luke's face, you see his Anakin's face, Emperor's you see face. the Emperor's face. face. Yeah, and it's and it, again, it's it's like a fever dream he's because tripping. as the thing comes up, it's like. Um, Darth Vader says, give me what I came for. And this thing says, you mean what you want, what you need, or does it even matter? And each of those statements over each of those faces 
has so much meaning behind yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's cool. Um, it's, it's an interesting book. And so he eventually, <laughs> yeah. I, spoilers. I always talk about spoilers. So I just spoil shit. Spoiler so, alert. Yeah. Just it's going to happen, guys. Um, it's interesting because he eventually just gets off that rock he landed on, and starts walking through the hot liquid magma. Magma. And he's because got he's legs. got robot legs, yeah, he's got really good robot boots, legs. Man. They're lava resistant boots. What about IG Eleven, right. man? What's that? IG Eleven sacrificed himself in the Mandalorian, and saved. well, he managed to walk through some lava for a while, but yeah. I mean, eventually he succumbed to lava. Oh, yeah. Anyways, go so ahead. So anyway, <laughs> uh, so then this thing, the face turns whatever it actually is. Oh, it looks like a weird baby. Right, it does. It's it's, it's a baby again, face. it's a fever dream. Like this is such a weird He's issue. He's um, he f- he gets something from this character, and I won't spoil that. Um, but he gets something that that's the whole point, I guess, of why he's even there. Okay. The emperor sent him as a punishment. Like these guys are chasing you, and I want them to kill you. You can't use your powers. If you do, I'll kill you. Right? How would he? How would he know? The emperor knows all. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but obviously he doesn't. Otherwise, he would have lived through Jedi. Oh wait, he did. He did. Damn it! Yeah, he, he got you. Um, he got got man. So this the the very end, the very final page is actually Ooh, one of my favorite. That's the that's the character appearance. on the yeah, okay. Yeah. There you go. But what he says, <laughs> and I don't I don't want to spoil that because it's actually really good. So he's been chasing him, chasing him, chasing him. He finally stops, lets him lets him find him because he's done what he's needed, what Darth Vader needed to do. So he lets this guy that's been chasing him catch him, find him, catch him. And his his response <laughs> as soon as he sees him is, as soon as Darth Vader sees the guy, he's like, meh. Man, all those <laughs> speculators are going to feel really dumb when Darth Vader murders that guy next issue. Right? Right. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Is, is that the character you're talking about as the first yeah, issue? Yeah, I it's thought it was the... Oh, okay. I was just told a, it was a first appearance. There's a variant cover that's like, it's like a design variant of this character. I think his name design. is Bito, B-I-T-O. Uh, his last name. Bito? Yeah, Bito. it's like Labito. Uh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> How well, it's not you. seen in it. How dare <laughs> Sorry. Um, this let is me a kid's see. show, you fuck. Let <laughs> me <laughs> <laughs> say, how dare you make that bad of joke? It's, it's, it's <laughs> such a terrible joke. That's I was just trying to bide time so that if I could find it. I think you're right, though. I think it is like Beto or something like that. Commander Beto. I can't find it. It must be in the previous issue. Anyway. Um, it's not the first appearance of Hammerhead Spider, dude. I was going to say, it's got to be. <laughs> that's what I thought you guys were talking Dude, about. There's like four that's first appearances in this book. Yeah, Hammershead Spider Guy. The first appearance dream. of that Mustafar rock. Um, yeah, that Mustafar rock man, is going places. I think that one is what's going to really Real staying power. Yeah, real staying power. Bro, they're going to make it's his the own new Dr. Afra. I do like Dr. Afra, but that series. God, her is first just... appearance is skyrocketing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I got yeah. one. So Me too. But yeah, Darth Vader, Darth Vader, number eight. Um, I'm still on for the series. Uh, I'm, and you know, we talk about like, oh, are you going to continue? And sometimes it's like, oh, it's Star Wars, of course. But like, I'm very close to being like, I'm done with Doctor Aphra, and I love that I character. I hated that new book. I'm just not a fan. Yeah, it's not great. And so to say that I am on board it seems adolescent campy. Have we talked is, on the yeah. show? Have I talked on the show um, about why I thought that book was bad? 
Not yet, uh, but let me finish this thought. Okay. Sorry. Uh, so <laughs> Darth Vader number eight, I am going to move on to number nine, and I'm going to continue until it does become like Dr. Afrin. I so a good way to it. gauge that, since you're already on the book and you know you're going to stay on it, is did this help grow the character of Darth Vader? Did it help grow the storyline? Is it something that you were compelled to read and you think you could read it again? So or you would suggest to someone else? For me, it, for me, this issue is something I could read again because it is very much asking those questions mm-hmm. and not answering them. But we have all the answers because, again, it's the past. F- further on, yeah. like It's in the galaxy. It's all fleshed far, out. Far, far away. But... The questions that he asks with the faces that show up are, those are important. And when you go back and you really look at those questions, they're not just questions for Darth Vader, they're questions for ourselves as well. Okay. When you look at each of those faces, you know, any story that's being told is all about people in real life, right? That's why stories work, but... Sure. Um... Obviously, the circumstances surrounding us are different. Do you think Luke in that first picture is apt? I mean, if you think about- That's Anakin. Oh, and I'm sorry, in the second one. That's Luke. Right. Do you think he's apt for this story? I mean, like, wouldn't it seem like maybe Padme or um, Qui-Gon? Well, now that he knows that that Luke is his son, that's sort of a last connection to Padme. Right. Right. Would he make the choice- now that he knows he has a son to murder him would would he make the choice to be the chosen one if he knew that he was going to have a son that he would going to have to want to kill his son or chop his hand off at least <laughs> you i know. mean that was that was that was a matter of circumstance no right but yeah. i mean and then that second one with the emperor or did you ever have a choice true right true and so that's what I find compelling about this issue specifically uh, is all those questions are not only it's all the questions are debatable when it comes to that story and to those characters. But when you interject your own life and who Anakin is to you, your former self, who Luke is to you, whether it's a son or a nephew or a, a daughter or whatever, it's, it's somebody that, you love and care about and then what about ahsoka the I mean, emperor is your, I, I your get it. past father get figure it. mother figure whatever yeah I, i'm just I, i'm just devil's advocating here yeah in a little bit i mean i feel that yeah of course anakin being himself makes sense and the emperor being the guy who's pulling the strings in the first place those two make sense to me i think that the luke you know it could be you could put a few different people in that spot. Okay. And I feel that Luke honestly is the less I mean, he's only had impact on him for the last three years. Right? So so if you put it in the context of self uh lineage, right? Mm-hmm. Self uh the person you created and the person that created you. It's the father the son oh, and yourself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was gonna go there. Like, I was all like, gonna ah, go there. I was fighting the urge to say it. Right. <laughs> Um, but if that's, I, I believe that's why that makes sense is because okay. it is lineage because they've in the books, they made that connection that Darth Vader's father is the emperor because he impregnated, um, what's her face? Shmi. I choose not oh, to Shmi. believe that particular part of Dude, canon. canon. 
It's the biggest garbage piece. But at the same time, it made no sense. She was like, I woke up and I was pregnant. What? Right. What? Yeah. <laughs> Somehow on. pregnancy works. <laughs> it's not. And I, I, I'm going to agree with you guys. I, don't think, that's, I don't think that tells a compelling story because it's all it just brings it all back into this one family right and that's and the part if the you're whole... not gonna buy soup for your family i don't know who you're gonna buy soup for oh nice <laughs> sorry it's <Okay. laughs> <No. laughs> cool yeah um but uh I, I mean i agree with i agree with what we're saying but that's why i see that um in, in that, that okay yeah those no, panels that's great i just wanted to, i wanted to maybe put a thought in there that like hey yeah yeah you know why would we use luke here and not somebody else that 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 was just as important as a big of a fork in the road or what have you right well the way in I his life there's like three people in anakin's life that he maybe four that he legitimately cared about he cared about obi-wan and he cared about padme he cared about ahsoka yeah and i would argue the luke. clones in his in his in his uh you were forgetting somebody in C three PO. He made he C-3PO. built C three PO and then he's just he like abandoned him. He's <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, listen, stay here and help my mom out. Oh, I, I don't need you. I couldn't yeah. help it. Oh, now that my mom's dead, I guess I have to take you with us. What else are you gonna do, bro? I guess uh-huh. come yeah. with us. But um, yeah, so that's my book. But, I'm definitely on for number nine. But I mean, if Padme is probably the person that was most important to him, right? Absolutely. So Luke is. Is the sort of the last piece of her that still exists? So yeah, and in, okay. in that context, all three of those faces exist still. Fair enough. Yeah. I think it makes sense. I mean, does, one yeah. of those faces do, does not exist still. True. Anakin does not. It was bald, and it is burnt. And and I mean, and his former not even self. physically, right? I mean, I'm talking mentally. Darth Vader is Darth Vader. He's not Anakin Skywalker and hasn't been for Right, but years. that's what I'm saying is that's why that's part of why the Emperor is in there as well is is his former self and who's controlling it. And so if you had the choice, would you choose to be the chosen one or is it somebody it's else? Sort of he never like had a choice. His, yeah. his past that's and the then his potential future and then it's the reality of his present. Right. right. And and again, that's why I call it like a fever dream is because all these questions are very... Open-ended. Ambiguous. Open-ended, ambiguous, Open to, yeah. non-answerable. They're just things that you have to sit and contemplate. So anyway. I mean, it worked. Cool. We're talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I, I loved length. it. I really loved this issue. I hated it for Good. a while with all the questions, but then I was like... After the end, I was like, no, it all came together. You, you're you kind of selling me on checking, because I read like the first issue of this, and then I was like, I don't need to, I mean, I don't need another book. Every time I box a Star Wars comic book, or pull a Star Wars comic book out of the box, mm-hmm. I'm like, why don't I collect Star Wars books? I mean, like, it's my biggest thing. I love Star Wars. Yeah. A lot of people just associate me immediately with Star Wars. Right. When I don't read these new comic books. When I Marvel chance, first I still got, don't like them. When Marvel first got the license back, I was reading everything. I read everything, which and is it was, so much. Yeah, and that yeah. was a lot. So I was cutting back. Like, okay, which ones do I really enjoy? And really, I cut it back down to just the core Star Wars book. But uh, I might, uh, I might be grabbing that Darth Vader. So book. Darth Vader has nice. been the best of the series since Marvel took over. Especially every, when I mean, pretty much every time. Who was it that? Created Doctor Afra, Kieran Gillen. Kieran Gillen. And when he Salvador was writing, it was, it was great. Yeah, and that's considered one of the gold got standards. Got to credit the, the artist. No, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, sure, sure. I cool. do apologize. You are correct. 
<laughs> get it right. I just meant I was ta- I was just meant the story was was really really good. Oh, well, that Kieran Gillen run, that Kieran Kieran Gillen Salvador Larocca run of Darth Vader was excellent. Yeah, a lot of people, like I said, considered the gold standard of the current Marvel comic books. Yeah, I, I've I think that the ongoing like the core ongoing Star Wars book has at least been solid the whole time. And when Jason Aaron was writing it, it oh, was yeah. excellent. Cool, cool. Let's get on to you, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are I you read? reading? <laughs> so, what, so I struggled with. <laughs> I struggled with what I wanted to talk about tonight. Okay, and I'm I chose so, a book that I really anticipated not talking about. Frankly, I'm shocked it wasn't Wolverine. I thought for sure you were going to talk about. And it was definitely Black the White first on my plate. It's the first thing I read because I I do it differently. I like to. I like to ease into something by reading something that I know I'm going to love and then get the juices going and then gotcha. read some other books. You're like, sometimes no, I'm, I'm jazzed about comics right now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, that's such a good time. Let's have another good time. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, and I'm, <laughs> if you know me, you know that I am not a huge fan of the early image era. Okay. Um, I'm, 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 I'm just I. not. I, I liked Spawn for the first 10 issues, and I was like, oh, wait, this is Venom. Um, yeah. And and I didn't like Wetworks, Wildcats, <laughs> Wait, this Cyber is just Force, bad Venom. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, I love the Max. I have Max tattoos. Max um, is Sam cool. Keith is one of my favorite artists because it's so quirky and weird. You it know? is. It definitely is. Um, it has its own unique look to it. Uh, so I have the tattoos of the Izzes, <laughs> gotcha. which are the imaginary beings oh, cool. in his in the Outback, which are white in the Outback. But then when they come to the reality, they turn black and evil. And so I have one on each leg just to symbolize, you know, good and evil kind of thing. And, gotcha. You know, it's back in the early days of tattooing where I thought I had to have a theme. Now I'm like, get tattooed because it's fun. Yeah. But. I don't have any of those. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> get tattoos. Otherwise, you can't work here. What's funny is if you would look at me and Mike. Uh, like You would think that, would that think was the that, uniform. That's yeah. like the uniform. Yeah. But uh, it's not. So needless to say, um, I'm going to talk about Solid Blood. Now. It's written by Robert Kirkman, drawn by Ryan Otley. Robert Kirkman, obviously, The Walking Dead. And Otley did, you know, that a fantastic Spider-Man run that people really like. I'm a big fan of the art in that book. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a great artist for Spider-Man. Right. So I was surprised to see him on this book because it doesn't seem like it would be the thing that he would be into. Um, just because of the way it was done. Yeah, I, yeah. I was... I'm not a huge fan of The Walking Dead. And it's not because... I think it's bad. Um, it's just I never got into it. I watched the show, but I didn't read the comic all that much. I've read issues here and there. I think it's good. Comic's better. <laughs> and and I'm, I understand that. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those things where it wasn't, I wasn't reading it when it came out, so I never got around to reading it. I've read parts here and there. I read the last several issues, but I'm not a Ryan, Robert Kirkman fanboy. I'm yeah. not like everything that Kirkman does is gold and I have to have it. I haven't finished Invincible. Um, I haven't. F- I read the first six issues of that Oblivion song that he's doing. I read the first several issues of Die Die Die. Um, but I have tons of respect for the guy, and here's why. When Die 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 came out, it was a surprise. They sent us a bunch of copies of this number one comic book, ultra violent. There was no rhyme or reason. When I, I remember opening the box, going, "What is this?" and looking through the invoice, trying to figure out what was going on. Like, what? I didn't buy this. Yeah, yeah, I didn't buy this at all. What is and this? And they didn't charge us, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. They they sent it to shops for free. Yep. It was a thing like, "Hey, here's this book that we're doing. It's free." You know, we didn't advertise about yeah, it. Nobody so, knows it's coming out. Yeah, sell and it. The whole point was he wanted to recreate 
that old comic shop feel. Right. Right now, you can go on the internet and go, okay, here's the DC releases for next week. Yeah. Here are yeah. the Marvel releases for next week. Uh, and I do that. I yeah. mean, yeah. Yeah. most I used, people do. I used to do it. I would I would come in basically with the, a list of the things I I'm wanted that for. week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And Which you know, sure. we have tons of subscribers to do that still. Which I'm sure frustrated you because you would always try to sell me on new books. And I'd be like, no, sorry, no, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you buy it or you don't. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, my yeah. job is to sell stuff. Yeah. If it doesn't work out, I'm not going to hold it against you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just going to try harder next time, sucker. <laughs> so so I didn't, um, when this book came out, Die, 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 I was, I was just kind of floored. I was like, wow, this is so cool. He wanted to recreate the fun of going to the comic book store, not knowing what you're in for. Gotcha. And we could still do that with, with new action figures and some of the vintage stuff that we buy on the side that I don't post on the internet. Right. You know, there's, it still happens. There's surprises in here, definitely. If, you know, you, you can't post everything that you have in here. Right. It's, right. it's just not possible. Well, and you don't, and customers don't necessarily see every Instagram post. So right, exactly. They come in and they're like, oh, I didn't know you guys had this. And then totally. they, they're excited. Yeah. So he wanted to recreate that. And like I said, I have a ton of respect for it. The Die, Die, Die book isn't great, in my opinion. Um, it's okay, but I, I, it, it's all right. Um, Imagine being so successful at at doing comics that you can just put out a book like that that you know for a fact you're not going to make any money on. Yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely. Because he didn't make any money on that. He didn't make any money on this. No, no. Guaranteed. It was free. Yeah. So, And he had to pay Ryan Otley to do the, to do the art. It's not like Image was going to do it for free. Yeah, even well, though they should because he resurrected. Well, and Ryan Otley, I, I, I know, I know you're kind of, right. I know you're kind of getting on a point there. Yeah, but I want to. It, it's actually amazing that he did that right now. Sure. Because if you're not paying for it, that really helps uh, the comic shop make time. a make a couple bucks mm-hmm. because it's a really hard time right now. Absolutely. And so that's even that's uh, you got to give the guy mad respect for doing it. And at it a has time helped like us today. Like, yeah, we yeah. only have a few copies of this left. There's only three copies left. Yeah, uh, people heard about this book and were jazzed on it, and we they didn't charge us anything for them. That's right. awesome. So it's just a way that Robert Kirkman is showing some love to comic book shops, because he's one of the guys that understands that the reason he's his career has been as successful as it has is because shops believed shops in and his fans. stuff. And, yeah. yeah, and he was he was one of us. You know. Oh yeah, he was a comic book lover. Probably yeah. still is, you know? I mean, I would say he still is, based on this work and some of the other stuff he's done. Yeah, he absolutely He's is. been in the shop before, and I think we, we've talked about this on, on the podcast. He found out that Walking Dead got options while he was working the register here at, just for fun. Oh, wow. <laughs> I guess he was doing a signing here, and he just was he just decided to work the register for a while. Right, he's like, uh, You ever hear that story about Bill, Bill Murray jumping behind the bar? Yeah. At, oh, at the yeah, club yeah. in New York, and they were like, "Yeah, I want a slippery nipple." And he was like, huh, "Margarita, here you go." <laughs> you know, <laughs> you like, know right. you've made it when you could just tell people to piss off because <laughs> you're making whatever you want to do. And <laughs> the bartenders are like, "Because what you're really sure. selling them is the story that Bill Murray made me a margarita." Dude, I can't right. believe Bill yeah. Murray made me a margarita. Um, that movie Lost in Translation. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a Scorsese's daughter. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. It's her first main movie, I believe, is what it was. Nice. A lot of that is total ad lib where he literally was just going around Japan. Oh yeah. And having and a good time and like, people were just loving it and they filmed that shit and yeah. it makes the movie, you know. It's a, it's a similar thing where it was know, it what? Scorsese's daughter or was it Coppola's daughter? Oh, you know what? It might be Coppola's daughter. <laughs> so, um 
Robert Kirkman doing something like this not once but twice got a ton of respect for this guy. Um absolutely. And and you know he's 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 a lover of comic books. And that's super important cuz you got to you got to think that a lot of the people who have been in the business for as long as he has kind of they're done with it, you know, like Yeah. Well, and there's and there's them. totally a world where after the Walking Dead, he shifts into TV. Like he, he, right. that's his, or that's his world now, and that's his thought process because it is very different. Yeah, but. no, absolutely. Because he's in a position where he certainly doesn't need to do comic books. He does it because he yeah. wants to. Right, right. Exactly. That's not the money maker. Yeah, yeah definitely. The show is the money maker. Yep. Um. So when I when I pulled out this book, first off, I was super confused. Like, what the heck is this number 17 image comic called Solid Blood? And when I was bagging and boarding them, I was like, is this on newsprint? What the hell? So that's <laughs> what's cool about this book. That's right. It's got, it's, it looks like a early, mid-90s image title that just started, you know? It totally has that vibe. It's it is. got the color palette. It, the style of art is very The 90s. typeface and the logo treatment? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, all absolutely. It. It's all... It's all made to look that way. Um, if you look on the back, there's an advertisement for this other comic book called Kick Fight by Corey Walker. Um, <laughs> it's, issue it's ridiculous. Nine? Issue 9 coming, coming in March. In March. Um, <laughs> I got I to admit, that kind of makes me want to read Kick Fight <laughs> a little so, bit. So, do you guys remember that movie Grindhouse that, that Robert Rodriguez uh-huh. and yeah. um, I never Tarantino. Saw Tarantino did? Yeah, I never saw it, but I know what you're talking so about. So, it was a love letter to to Grindhouse film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they had, you know, Robert Rodriguez zombie film was at the beginning and there was trailers. There was an intermission, but before that there was trailers for these movies and they had other filmmakers make the trailers. Right. Just that, as jokes. Just, right. You know, it's never happening. Eventually Machete did get made and there was even a sequel. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that movie is, I mean, it's garbage, but it's great at the same time. You it's know? exactly I just what recently it wants watched to this. be. Right, right. It's, yeah. it's exactly what it's supposed to be. Yep. That's the whole point of that that film, and even though the the Tarantino film kind of fell short, and the Robert Rodriguez really stole the show, the concept is what sold it for me, and that's why I'll still watch it today. This book is doing the same thing, where it's it's giving you a '90s treatment on an old comic, you know, that's awesome. in, in a new comic. the The cardstock, oh, awesome. The cardstock. I'm sorry. The paper stock is the you know 1993 and earlier style pixelated. Uh, Pointillism style yeah, printing with the dots yeah, yeah. and all right, that. right, exactly, yeah. and um, and the art and the color palette, yeah. which makes me think that this book was actually probably fairly expensive to produce, right? Because they're like, well, can we? Because nobody does nobody that does it anymore. No, no, you know that there's got. I mean, it's a newspaper press. Yeah, so they just probably. I mean, there's probably a few of those in the junkyard. They gotta, they gotta dig one out, and then they gotta <laughs> convince somebody that it's worthwhile to. So, like, so wait, we're making how much on this? Nothing. <laughs> um, shout out to Cliff Rathburn because he did the ink. He's the inker and the colorist. Nails it. Oh, he nails yeah. exactly what it's supposed to do. You know, he and Ryan Otley work together almost all the time. Yeah, but he's like he's like Ryan they're, Otley's they're homies, like inker slash color. So, so they, yeah, <laughs> this book is number seventeen, and it, it's it's like a uh, number seventeen. What the heck is going on here? You know, yeah, um, works for like, Star Wars, <laughs> and you know it may be that they use the Star Wars. You know, Start mold as as a way to do it. Yeah. We might get one through sixteen in the future. We might get nothing at all ever again. I kind of hope it's the second one. Yeah, I, like, yeah. I hope that this it's just a great it. concept. Yeah. Just a little comic book. So what I really liked about the book and the reason I chose to do it is, 
you get thrown into this this story. It's called Solid Blood, which honestly is another crappy '90s style title where you're like Cyber Force and Blood Strike and Young Blood. Right, exactly. Yeah. Mark Silvestri is one of my favorite artists of all time, and I was in Cyber Force for the first few issues, and I was like, oh wait, this is the X Men. But it's right. not the X Men. <laughs> all those, works. All those early games were just the X Men. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I was out on all of them immediately. Like I said, it was all about the Max. I like Savage Dragon. He was unique, and that's still He's going. Still going. You know, Eric Larson was a great follow up to Todd McFarlane on the Spider Man book. I don't so think I there's. That. I don't think there's anything. If I was buying comics off the shelf in the early '90s when Image started, I don't think there's anything that they're that they were putting out at the time that I would have been interested in. Uh, not initially. I would have. I think I would have passed on the max. All of it. Would be maybe the one thing. And yeah. See the Sam Keith's art. Just I don't enjoy. It's it. understandable. Yeah. It's understandable. There's. It's not for everyone. No, absolutely no, not. And I know that, and that's why I like it. Actually, yeah. It's, no, yeah. it's so unique. He also did Wolverine. Though. So, needless to say, you you go into this book, no idea what's happening, and they throw you into this situation. And at first, you're like, okay, well, I should, I need to know what's happening. They do such a good job of telling you the story without exposition monstering you, you know, like every single thing that they say is an exposition. There's a storyline, there's character development, there's good pacing on the whole thing. You see that this girl's got this, you, you don't know what's going on, but right. it's really cool. And they do such a good job that by the end of the book, I want more of this book. Yeah. And I don't care that I didn't see the first 16 issues um, because they, they, it happens and you mm-hmm. see it and then the the third page you get this the the, the villain and what's funny is he looks <laughs> like the a, freaking taskmaster yeah, he's a 90s ass 90s full-blown skeleton face <laughs> yeah like and he has this weird, his weird like double hands where he has like his hands yeah. and then he has mm-hmm. like claw ha- fingers claw fingers oh, on I top see. of his yeah. hands yeah it's so weird and I, it totally distracted me every time the art featured them <laughs> yeah it was so weird. <laughs> it is a weird book, and I, I was feel like, like what a weird pain in the ass thing Conan-y, to draw. You oh. know, and it, it's all about these swords. Okay, it's really it's a post-apocalyptic dystopian future thing where everybody's in space. And okay, I was gonna say, are they all out in space? That's what the cover. Right, right, right. Like, and you, and okay. you get to there later. There's actually two different. There's three different stories going on. But what's important is that Michonne's in the book. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. Now, of Walking Dead fame. Of Walking Dead fame, right, exactly. Bury the lead. However, however. (laughs) Bury the lead. She, uh, this is the biggest spoiler ever. She's dead. She's already dead by the time you even see her. Okay. So, so Michelle makes a guest (laughs) appearance in this book, but she's toast already. And she was the main leader, and the big bad guy has actually, actually defeated her. And so so everybody's reeling from this. She's, she's dead before... Her, like when she when death, you see her, she's dead. It's off screen. Yeah, basically, her, her death basic like happened the last issue. Right. Well, so the last I was issue say, so that's the thing is like one through sixteen could happen depending on the the popularity of the book, etc. Popularity of Walking <laughs> this Dead. This part Michelle where this woman book. like vomits this bug Ooh. is crazy. This oh, this book gross. is not for the faint of heart either. It's it's kind of a gory, oh, yeah, hardcore book. Bloody. Um, <laughs> And you and, both and, know I'm faint of heart. <laughs> Pick him up. He's fainting again. It's your worst quality. <laughs> um, it's just, it's a callback to the to the early '90s, late '80s style storytelling, but it doesn't suck like a That's lot good. of that stuff did. 
in my opinion. I mean, it was all just kind of thrown together and done. I love how stupid this character looks. <laughs> the guy with the swords that oh, come yeah, out yeah, of his Oh, yeah, yeah, with his weird helmet. And he he's looks just, so stupid, and I love what's it. What's cool is that he hesitates to kill this woman, right? Because because he's like, crap, I don't want to have to do this, but it's the only way to win the, the battle. And she's like, you idiots, you knew I was going to heal from that immediately, and you're wasting time mulling over whether you're going to do it. Killed you. Interesting. And because they're in space and <laughs> they're in the void of space and he's like I gotta do this or I'm you know she's dead and then we're, I'm gonna die anyways and she's no like dude you should've you just scream. done it cause it would've been fine <laughs> so needless to say it, it, this little girl is kind of the, the protagonist of the story and you don't have the full story so it's hard to to talk about what's going on because you don't actually know right it's all seven, 16 issues of Right, right. Possible back matter. But what that, I really liked about the comic is it doesn't matter. Right, which they is did, awesome. Somehow they made this comic book compelling and fun and interesting and there's good gore and there's a twist and there's another twist and everything you're like, wow, this is so cool. Who's this little girl? Who's this crazy red guy and why is she controlling him? It's on no, awesome paper. Yeah, it's on original. He's made out stuff. of Solid blood. He's made of solid blood. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not it, though. No, that's not it. <laughs> no, actually, she is. Oh, okay. And they don't they don't get into it, but they're looking for the last solid blood in the universe, or oh. one of the last. Okay. And she happens to be it. She has some kind of power where she can see people's deaths, um, which isn't an original idea. That's kind of like those early image books where everybody had the same powers. You know, yeah. Rip Claw. Oh, that's Wolverine. It's Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's. It, this is it's perfectly done. It's perfectly done. Nice. I, I I can't find any problems with it. I mean, everything you would want to complain about, you can't because there's no is the is, context isn't is there without being there. Is there an indication that this is the final issue or no? Is, but or here's it, here's the funniest part about the whole book. Yeah. There's there's a mail column in the back. It's called Mail Flood. Nice. Okay. <laughs> and and really, Robert Crickman kind of goes off. A little bit about this comic book and he's he brings up Michonne and he's so like So the idea of this book, right, is that this book has somehow made its way here from another like a parallel reality. Right. Okay. Right. Gotcha. So this is a book that exists in an image from a parallel reality. So this isn't from Earth One, our Earth. It's right. from Earth Six One Six. Kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and yeah, that's okay. the whole point. So in that's this cool. mail flood he's talking about, he's like, Okay, you know, this is I know you guys are reeling because Swordmaster is dead. Swordmaster is Michonne. And I know you're 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 lamb- you're having a hard time dealing with that and this is crazy and you know thanks for hanging in there and he's talking re- writing in this in this first person that never happens. Right? Yeah. So so he goes off and then he starts talking about Michonne and he talks about how she, she was originally the main character in a in a in a book he in 93 he tried to sell the image that they didn't fall for. Oh wow! And then he's like, and then I started doing this book called The Walking Dead, and it wasn't very successful, so I never put her in it. But now I've put her in this other book. So this is a full blown alternate reality, Robert Kirkman. The book is an alternate reality. He's writing this. It's right. written in as an alternate, like, like as a fictional version of himself. Right, That's exactly. Amazing. And then there's mail call in here, and and it's just so ah, uh, it's so damn cool. It's even got you know the next page of the surprise. Here's the next. In the next cover, here's the and they used to do that in image that. where you, right, know, yeah. you got to see the cover for the next issue. Well, and they still the do. End. They still do that even in Marvel yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. So it's, but it's. I mean, it is of the time, like you're saying. That, I, I that's I, great. I, yeah, yeah. It's just a cool, cool book, and it's the reason I went for it. It's also very funny. 
Um, it's weird in it's, parts. It's a, it's a weird love letter to an era of comics that's kind of notorious. Nailed it. And you nailed it. It's weird that it that it works and that it's enjoyable because it's an era of comics that I don't think super highly of. Like right, there's but, even the Marvel stuff was crap. A, a, yeah. a lot of it. It got into a really weird. Isn't uh, and he's kind of writing in that era where it all started to go bankrupt, right? I mean, basically, yes. Yeah, yeah it would have been like pre-bubble. If you remember, yeah. everybody who went to Image, artists. And yeah. we've talked about this before. Yeah, it was all the yeah. artists jumped at they were like- And almost no None writers. of them were writers. Yeah, none and of them then, were writers. And they were all writing their own comic books. <laughs> and and therefore, you're not getting the best written material, unfortunately. Right. I will say that Todd McFarlane's Spawn is, is kind of innovative at the time. But I mean, it's really just it's Ghostwriter meets Venom. And it's the only one that's had any staying power. Yeah, well, well, I mean, Savage Dragon is still around, but it's not the, the Lambat, like, it's not the, the top massive, seller or, right, yeah. right, Spawn yeah. is still a fan favorite and always will be. Max was a short-lived run, yeah. about 24 issues. It's so weird. Spawn, people just come in and buy a random Spawn issue off the It's like, oh, hey, Spawn. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's, it's cool, but it's weird. Um, it's, I've never understood it, and I never will. But <laughs> so when I when I decided to do this book, I was like, okay, we got a few copies of this, and people probably aren't going to know much about it. So hopefully, you know, they want to buy it. <laughs> Guess so, what? We're sold out. Um, at <laughs> twenty four ninety nine a piece, we have three copies. Left. Yeah, by the time three. this airs, we'll it'll be, sold be gone. Out. Yeah, and and that's the thing is they're up to twenty four ninety nine already. Right. Yeah, they're selling. Yeah, this crazy. book jumped up in value. We sold a few for cover. Yeah. But but you know, we went up at once once we realized that maybe once we started getting calls about like you guys still have it, you still have it. That we we're like, oh, okay, huh. yeah, maybe we, we gotta, let's look this up. Yeah. And, and again, going back to that thing, it's like it's such a such a highly sought after thing. It didn't cost you guys anything. So when if you come in and you buy it, you're helping the store when they you can't operate and you've been shut down for how many you know how long and twice then you get to this op- year twice, twice this year. year yeah i mean everybody's experiencing that we're not right. alone yeah. but no i know that i just mean like you know some people are you know donating to restaurants yeah. like on gofundme pages and stuff like mm-hmm. that's one way that you can come in if it's still available and yeah grab and it for 24.99 you, and for you get money. a cool comic out of it you get like, the product out of it <laughs> I love this book. It blew me away. I was awesome. totally knocked back about how much I love this book because I hated this era of comic books. I actually kind of quit comic books for a little bit yeah. in this era. Yeah. I, I was like, a lot yeah, of you know what? Did, yeah. I don't need all this clone conspiracy stuff, you know, like Maximum Carnage. I was, I was out like, on the Carnage book. I was like four years old when this has happened. So. I was uh, already out of high school yeah. or graduating high school and then out of high school. But So, yeah, needless to say, um, if there were more of this comic book, I would absolutely read it. I, if it comes Kirkman, out number one, you're going to... Yeah, Kirkman, you know, we don't need a 1 through 16. No. But if you want to do it, please do. Awesome. I hope they never touch this book again. Uh, and I, I think I'm on the same thought school. The way I'm that just, you're saying the, the uh, that back matter is the, the mail flood. Yeah. It seems to me that's the only way that this becomes and stays successful, is to never touch it again. Yeah. No, it's absolutely. something that popped into our reality somehow, mm-hmm. and it's just that single yeah, issue don't, that did. Don't run this into the dirt. No. Like we, yeah, absolutely. It's that would be a bad move. That's awesome. Leave us wanting more. Don't overstay your welcome. Yeah, and and Kirkman, I bet you already know that you're you're never gonna. <laughs> this is this is something funny you did. You made up a whole reality that we'll never see again, and I right. love it. Thank That's you. That's great. So speaking of things that we were surprised we were going to enjoy i was super surprised to enjoy the book that we're going to talk about next yeah we all read a book called the immortal hulk and it's the king in black crossover 
So it's a, and it is, it's a, it's a, it is the King in Black, the Immortal Hulk, number one. So it's a, it's a one <laughs> the, shot. It's a crossover. The King in Black colon the Immortal Hulk number one. <laughs> right. Colon. Yeah. yeah. Colon. <laughs> By uh, Al Ewing, Ewing, uh, Aaron Cooter, Frank Martin, and Eric Arsenigi. I can't, dude. <laughs> You're the best with names. I'm so bad so with Al names. So Al Ewing, if you guys don't know, is Arsenega, I think is how you would pronounce that. Okay. How is it again? Arsenega? I think it's uh, Spanish. Arsenega. Arsenega. It's Eric with a CK, which makes me think it's... Uh, Germanish. Yeah, like Northern well, European. Anyways, so anyway. Al Ewing, he's, he's the guy who's been writing the Immortal Hulk since Go, since number one. Yep. And he's done almost all Immortal Hulk stuff. And it's been fantastic. Yeah, it's it's arguably the best run of the Hulk. I haven't Easily, been, actually, but... I haven't been reading it, and I kind of kick myself yeah. for not getting into you it. You know, we sell the trades. We're sitting... <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, I'm yeah, touching yeah. one of them. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know. literally... They're right there. It's yeah, so good. Um, them. And I just, haven't, I just haven't pulled the trigger on going and, like, reading through it, because at this point, we're, what is it, 40 issues well, in? Yeah, yeah, keep in mind, it's supposed to end at 50, which means we have nine issues left, because 41 came out today as well. Yeah. Uh, but it's so it just like the first issue the way it w- was sold it was like oh here's this crazy horror take on the Hulk and I was like well, that's not a that's that's, that's not, gonna go nowhere that's, that's not a way to nobody's sell gonna it. like this yeah. well no it was more like that's not a way to sell it to me right me neither yeah. I'm not big into horror or anything and like so that I, but I love it I skipped on the first issue and I really kicked myself because well, well for one. It's those first couple, those first couple of issues are worth money now. Number yeah. two is a hundred dollars raw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but these little like uh, crossover bits, like uh, there was a absolute carnage tie-in, and then this I love that one too, man. Uh, that's just like, giving you a little glint. That's just giving me little glimpses, like one issue glimpses into the series, and I it's making me super curious to check it out. So what's yeah. cool about that that absolute carnage one is that you could read that one and then and then this one. And it'll make perfect sense, even if you don't read any of the other stuff, because yeah. that Absolute Carnage one kind of goes, it's in his psyche. It's in the Hulk's mind, right? Oh, yeah. gotcha. And you see Bruce Banner, you see Savage Hulk, you see Mr. Fixit, who's really pissed off because he's like the skinny version of Bruce Banner, like just a yeah. weak. And so you see all these different personas inside his head, and he's talking to another persona that ends up in his head, who actually ends up being the symbiote Venom. Yeah, because it takes because place in, in the part in Absolute Carnage where... Venom, the Venom symbiote, gloms onto the Hulk. Yeah, right. and so that one was important to that that storyline. I don't know if I have that one. You do. Okay. I'll I mean, if you were it. you were here, you do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm pretty I sure can, you do. I, I don't know. Were you? I don't own your comic collection, but I'm pretty sure you do. <laughs> I have it in my app. I can look. Um, so <laughs> CLZ. I, I do CLZ. CLZ. S- such Ching. a such a good one. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's good. So they I don't sponsor want, us, but they should. They should. <laughs> uh, like I really wanted to touch on this because before we really start talking about it, it's the King in Black, which is a, a thing that's going on in all of Marvel. Yeah, it's a huge crossover that I have little to no interest in. I didn't pick up King in Black number one. That it's good. Surprise! It starts it off, and you guys said it's actually pretty good. And I hate big Marvel crossovers, and I use the word hate. So do I, because I just I can't do it, man. Like, right, it's just too much. I still read it because I have to, and I mean, I, I don't mind them. I just and it's hard for I me don't. as the as the consumer when I see these crossovers. I'm like, you're trying to sell me books I'm not buying, right? And if, I, I don't have the pocket money for it. Yeah, you know no, what absolutely. I mean? My thing is, if the main 
crux of the book. Like all the major plot points happen in the main limited series like of the should. event. Then I then I'm cool with it. Yeah, but I, I can get on board. But with if those. I've got to buy a whole bunch of other books just to get the the story, to get the whole story, like the way that DC's doing this endless winter thing right now is. I I read I was reading my DC books earlier this week and I read like the first three parts of the Endless Winter story and then part four was in Aquaman right which I'm not reading that's stupid nobody in our shop is interested in Aquaman we have two subscribers to that book <laughs> oh man and Poor so Aquaman like we didn't have any extra copies of Aquaman for me to take home and read yeah so I just missed the part fourth part of that story right. that's garbage. I, I, I don't like Marvel's when they do pretty that pretty good it's about. Like, Part not one. doing that. If yeah. you think about the Empire crossover, there was a little bit. And I was pretty yeah. frustrated. But actually, the X-Men... I thought the Empire stuff was actually pretty well contained to the main book. It just didn't the go main, anywhere. The so main book right. just kind of lost steam after the first couple the of The best issues. part of Empire was the X-Men side story. And, I mean, honestly, they could have put that in anything because it was, it was um, Scarlet Witch trying to atone for her gigantic mistake, which is genocide. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's genocide. right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I thought the I thought the best part of the of the Empire event was the interesting place that it leaves the like Marvel universe in when it's done. Okay. Yeah. Whole, I, I, maybe that was the point. Yeah. And I think that I think that's the best part of it. But anyway. So this we're not talking about that. <laughs> right. No, we're, so but we are which talking by, about a big Marvel series which, and that's big Marvel crossover. Which, so I, I way, need to hit these points like kind of one right after the others what I'm trying to get to though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for it. So it's the King in Black, the Immortal Hulk, right? Black. King in Black is this, this like we said, it's this big crossover that everything is going to be a part of no, and it's huge. Which is dull. But I picked this up because <laughs> it's the Immortal Hulk. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to buy it cuz I know this one's a one shot. I'm not going to I don't need the tie-ins, but this should be fun. So I open up the first page. The title of this one shot is Black Christmas. And I'm like, oh, that kind of sounds fun. Was there a movie fun. called Black Christmas that came out last year? I'm not sure. Oh, the, so the answer you, that yes. sounds so you, familiar. So you flip past that page to the first page, and then right there it says, "Twas the night before Christmas." Dot dot dot. And I'm like, I'm actually on board if it's just the night before Christmas, and it's this, the Hulk's, the Immortal Hulk series or whatever it's going to happen with the King in Black. And it's going to be, it was the night before Christmas and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. But then I turn the page. No, no words. Nothing. Just art. Turn the next page. Nothing. Just mm-hmm. art. Mm-hmm. It's a completely silent issue. And I loved it. It's amazing. It really is. <laughs> There's sort of a fun little <laughs> detail that I noticed on Which this. One? So, so guys, what we're saying is that there's no words, no words. in this comic book. Yeah, period. There's, there's Except absolute, for the first page, it says "Twas the Night Before Christmas," and that's it. There's absolutely no dialogue. It's and all it, based. It's the story is told completely in the art. Yeah. God, I and, love and that and panel. You get, and you get the story. This one. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. No. His his excited face. <laughs> yeah. So so the thing with if you're not keeping up with Immortal Hulk. And I, Jason, I know you have a point, so I'll knock this out real quick. Immortal Hulk has been separated, and that's what I was talking about with the other, you know, the uh, absolute carnage. You see all his personas, and this book, all those personas have been split from each other, where they're not in his mind anymore. They are physically different. Yeah, right. Um, so, and in this version of the Hulk, he is the like savage Hulk, the yeah. the Hulk that like 
has been the one that does the fighting and the yeah. think the, the sort Hulk of, smash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's absolutely. gone at this point, and so it leaves like the Hulk version of him in this like it's like he's got like a ch- like a toddler's brain. Right. Yeah. So yeah, he's, he's total child. So he's like this giant super powered man child. Which he's is tall, total. lanky, and skinny. So, so he looks he, different. He's he's struggling from radiation loss. Okay, so, yeah. you know he doesn't. That's have, why he looks like he does, right? Right. He's like frail and skinny, and he's still in invulnerable, like he right. was before, but he's not as powerful. And he's definitely got some super strength because he rips that he rips that light off the right thing, off there, right? yeah. And, and then he takes a bunch of bullets, and then he, yeah. he uses that electricity to fry that thing. So yeah. I mean, yeah, he's he's invulnerable still, but he's not as powerful as he was. The whole thing with the Immortal Hulk recently is that he's been as smart as Banner, right? So he's he's intelligent. He's not just the big lumbering oaf right. that he's been in Incredible Hulks and things like that. But they've really. Savage Hulk was the strongest there was until Planet Hulk and World War Hulk. Like, when you were dealing with the Hulk and you were talking about, okay, who's the most powerful Hulk? It's not Mr. Fix-It. No. You know? It's not Bruce Banner, obviously. It's Savage Hulk. That guy is a monster. Right. Because that's all he wants to do. Right. Yeah. Right. Is destroy And them. so they've so kind Hulk, of at a Hulk layer. just wants to be left alone. Well, well and I mean, that's true. true. In the base form, that's what I love about the Hulk is that- Just leave me he alone. He just keeps getting treated like shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I mean, it's pro- partially because he can't control- Right, nope. he. he uh, but if, yeah, but if they let him go do his own thing, yeah. and quit bugging him all the time, you know what they should do is fine. they should put him in a rocket ship, jettison him in the space, oh, to like a planet and that's just planet that's planet. uninhabited. Yeah. There's yeah. no yeah. intelligent yeah. life. Yeah. And then, or you just put him out. in a room by himself, like freeze him for a long <laughs> period of time, and then let him out. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. once he wakes up, and he definitely doesn't resent humanity after that. Oh no, yeah. Maestro does not. So there's a sorry. There's this bit here towards the beginning where he scares this holiday shopper and the holiday shopper goes running off into the alley. And then uh, later on the next page, the the symbiote monster comes out of that alley and he's got the guy's coat in his mouth. Oh, is that (laughs) what it is? (laughs) I couldn't. Yeah. Basically, that symbiote ate the person. I went back and I looked. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's the coat that guy was wearing." Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, I couldn't tell what that was. Let's I have a it was moment of silence for that character yeah, that we never met. Yeah, for that for that but guy whose the only job is to run away of from that. Hulk. Is that the shopper dropped the presents? Yeah. Yes. And and childlike yeah. Hulk is like <gasps> a present. <laughs> yeah. And and it's his face is like my favorite thing in the whole <laughs> book, dude. It's so, so good. Cooter kills it. Oh my god, oh, this yeah. book is so good. And then and later, when he turns back into like Mister Fix It Banner, you can like see the mischievous and like you can see the mischief in his eyes and. Yeah, he and looks. The, less, and the, he's something's afoot. This panel here, as as they're going through, like obviously somebody's called the police. And he's had had the fight with, I'm assuming symbiote. the king in black. No, no, that's, that is. that's a symbiote. So, so one of them. It's just this is the whole thing is this is just one of the minions. Okay. Yeah. So he has a fight with them. Obviously, the police show up after he's apparently killed it. Do you think he killed it or just kind of look at that next it. panel? He incapacitated. Oh, that's foot. right. That's yeah. right. He um, incapacitates it. But this, like again, the childlike. He's just hanging. They, out. they pull the pull. They pull up. Pull the guns on him, and he tries to tell no, I'm not doing okay. anything it's I'm that. okay it's, it's, that. it's look watch out and they shoot him anyway of course they do <laughs> which is I mean that is the basis of the whole character and poignant right <laughs> poignant <laughs> it is <laughs> but yeah and it, you know as we move forward just as he shows up to I, I'm assuming this is the part he's store. in the mall yeah. yeah 
and it's like that childlike face again when he sees he's like toys yeah it reminded me of the scene in a christmas story near the beginning when they're like christmas shopping and he's like looking at the you know the red all the lights and and there's train sets and stuff it's Mm -hmm. very similar stuff you know this is a good christmas book and what i really liked about it really is is man this could be the smurfs you know like it doesn't have to be symbiotes yeah it It could could be bars of soap that he's chasing or whatever you know like it doesn't yeah. Right. matter it's, it's once you get to the end it's insert, the story of the hulk insert yep. random marvel anything anything. anything it could have been a frost giant it could have been exactly you know whatever yeah i was just trying to be stupid and say the smurfs and oh, i liked it, so. I liked <laughs> yeah, it. absolutely um, yeah, uh what's with the handlebar mustache so that's how you, that's how you know he's a scumbag <laughs> i mean basically mr fix it worked for the mob he wasn't as intelligent as a smart Hulk, but he wasn't an idiot like dumb Hulk. Right. He also wasn't as strong as normal Hulk. He was a gray Hulk. And so he kind of walked that line and his moral value is low. He's crafty. He was, he was, he was a hitman for the mob and that's so what he was doing. I guess. So I guess that's my question. So this is, they this explained is it Mr. The, Mr. Fix it. They explained it at the beginning like loosely, but because all the personas have been ripped apart, Bruce Banner's gone. Okay. And Mr. Fixit still is there, but he's not in the subconscious. He's another personality. And so when he changes and that transformation panel is gnarly. <laughs> Insane. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. You're like, oh my God. His head's going into his ass. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, like what? Um, like that looks painful. That's like uh when they talk about werewolf changes. And you're like, this has right. got to be painful. It's got to be painful. There's a, so, there's a couple panels where like his like arms blown up and then like two of the fingers on his hands blown mm-hmm, up. So mm-hmm. it's like he can't really, he doesn't really have a super like- Control of control. control. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so I guess, that's always been a problem though. Like looking seems, back, the, the first splash page that says, Twas the Night Before Christmas, what are these dragons? Is this So there was a the, giant yeah. army of dragons that came from the other end of the universe with Noel after he was released. Okay. And they're they're here to take over Earth, and they do. Okay. Yeah. So Null is like blanketing the Earth in symbiotes. Gotcha. And, and those are like dragons. symbiote dragons. Yeah. So then, part of this story itself, you do have to be caught up completely with Immortal Hulk to understand the Mister. Yeah. Fix-It so and all if that you stuff. remember when we talked about uh, Immortal She Hulk, yeah, they, yeah, she went down into and there was the green door, right? Right. And the leader was down there, right? Mm-hmm. And the leader figured something out, and we didn't know what it was. He figured out to 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 set. It, they say that he unlocked the key to the Hulk's personas, and so he separates them. Gotcha. And so that's why that sensational the Immortal She-Hulk book was actually really important to this whole storyline, is because it has huge ramifications on the Hulk now. One okay. of the things that I thought was really well done about this book is this like pre the like previously page. Oh yeah, this blurb is like perfect. It tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, uh, I didn't. Actually Even if you're not that. reading it's Immortal like, Hulk, it's like four it sentences. It's like four sentences, and it catches you up. Cool. This is, I mean, I can't say enough about this book too. Solid Blood and Immortal Hulk. I mean, you know, we had our top three, and those two yeah. were in a top three because it's hard to find a flaw with these books. You know, they, yeah. And that that one was it was so good, and with no words, no text. Yeah, yeah. so good. It's, which is super hard to do, especially as smooth and, and as they did it on this one, because there's not a panel where I'm like, that's a pointless panel. Right. There's not a panel where I'm like, what is happening. You yeah, know, pretty much every panel you're like, okay, this happened and then that happened and that happened and that happened. Yeah, the only panel I was confused was what was coming out of his mouth. But yeah, the jacket. Yeah, <laughs> he got that guy got eight. So, <laughs> so the only reason that I think this book ended up being 
for the king in black and not just like i said like you could just oh this is just a one shot with the hulk and being chased by whatever when they talk about the big guns in that first episode uh, issue of king in black they're like okay we got we're waiting for the big guns and the whole time i'm thinking here comes the hulk here comes the hulk it's century it's not hulk okay. i was like why wouldn't the hulk be there where is the hulk this is where the hulk's at well the hulk has also been kind of a like extra big dickhead lately. Oh yeah, like, well oh, I yeah. mean, like the rest of them are. They had the universe. nuke a town to to kill him in that <laughs> the first arc. Yeah, the Avengers, and then they were like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have done that. That which was they not right. <laughs> <laughs> so the he's not exactly on super good terms with the rest of the right, but I mean the world community uh, right I mean, now. He lives on this planet, right? So yeah. he, he has a vested interest in keeping. Noel at bay. Well, and so yeah. why would he not be involved? Wasn't like Immortal Hulk wasn't his whole thing for a while. He's like, I'm gonna freaking destroy everything. Right, but yeah. he would he would be in charge. It would be his planet. This yeah. this puts that he would not be in charge. Fair enough. Right? Yeah. So yeah. I think that this is how they're explaining the absence of the Hulk. And I think gotcha. that's the only reason that it needs to be a King and Black book. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, and I think also like they're like, Hey, you wanna do like a cool little like Christmas themed one shot that is in the world of like the King and Black crossover, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's great." It has some poor father buying gifts for his family, and he drops a package and gets eaten. <laughs> oh, I know, right? <laughs> like, oh, I mean, man. that guy was going to die anyways, right? I guess. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing: if you're reading, if you read number one, the whole planet is covered. The whole planet, yeah, is covered in symbiotes. Yeah, so I haven't, like, I haven't read it. There's no. There's, you guys are saying it's good but I mean take like the immortal Hulk King in Black the immortal Hulk take it out of context I thought it was amazing it's great I thought it was great it's great so I mean if you if you don't want to do the whole tie-in thing this one is just a great standalone yeah it could have been a standalone issue you could pick this up not being caught up on Venom or King in Black or anything and uh, and it's an entertaining read yeah you just think that he's being chased by a weird black black slime thing right you're just like whatever that's the villain of this story Exactly, and yeah. it's a one-shot, and, it, and it's superb. I, I really appreciate this comic. I do, too. Well, cool, Ooh, ladies and work. gentlemen. Um, so I think we're all on board, basically, with all of the books that we uh, read to, uh, this week. Yeah. Come on down. This episode should be airing Friday, so come on down to Astro Zombies. There'll be sales on Saturday. Uh, it, and It just, is in your interest to come down and check out the sales. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for it's sure. It's the, the last... Uh, last shopping weekend yeah, sure. before last Christmas. So. Christmas is on a Friday? I think or so. Thursday? I think it's on Friday. This It's, it's on, on a, a day. It's on a Friday. Yeah. Christmas Eve is a Thursday. So, um, And remember, keep uh, keep your ears out for those weird uh, string of issues that we did when we were over at Ex Novo getting tossed. <laughs> and they'll be yeah. in and out as we uh, as we miss some, some weeks here as we move forward. <laughs> Stay cool, everybody, and have fun out there. Whoops. <laughs> 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 <laughs>